Tens of millions of farm animals in the US are dying before they can be slaughtered, according to publicly available figures. Every year, on average, 20 million chickens, 330,000 pigs and 166,000 cattle are dead on arrival at abattoirs or die shortly afterwards. But why are these numbers so high? The BBC's James Copnell spoke to Dina Jones, director of the Animal Welfare Institute. First of all, the United States, very large geographic country. And over the past several decades, the meat industry here has consolidated, which means different stages of production take place at different locations. So an animal has to move from one location to another as they go through breeding and raising and feeding and slaughter. So that's part of it. So there's more frequent long distance transport. And then there's also just the typical transport related mortality that can be attributed to factors like extreme heat and cold, overcrowding, poor ventilation on the trucks, lack of water during long journeys. And then this is most acute for very young and very old animals. So it's both transport-related conditions uh, in the truck and then just the geographic and market factors in the United States with the raising of farm animals. Longer journeys in difficult conditions. Is there a sort of legal framework that is meant to make sure things like this don't really happen or, or is a sort of virgin territory? There is one national law in the United States, and it's called the 28-hour law. And it was actually passed back in the 1800s to regulate the transport of farmed animals, not poultry, by train. And then, as the name suggests, the transport was supposed to be limited to 28 hours before animals were uh, required to be offloaded for food, water, and rest. And then about 15 years ago, the United States Department of Agriculture went ahead and formally said that the law did apply to trucks because obviously no animals were going by train any longer. But unfortunately, the department, both the federal and the state departments of agriculture, have no means of determining when transport exceeds that 28-hour law limit. And as a result, there is very little enforcement of the law. It it seems a really puzzling one to me because I would imagine animal welfare experts like you are are sort of outraged that this happens. But it also seems that in business terms, it's bad for those involved in their industry. If you look at the percent of animals that die during transport, so obviously everything in animal agriculture is cost benefit, right? So if you look at the animals that die during transport, which isn't well reported within the United States, but generally, broadly speaking, is about a half of 1% of both livestock and poultry die between the time that they're on the farm and their arrival at the slaughterhouse, which you refer to as abattoir. And while that percent, one half of 1%, may not sound very high, it represents millions of birds and hundreds of thousands of farm mammals. Dina Jones, director at the Animal Welfare Institute. As Governor Newsom has observed, California's wildfires have become bigger, hotter, and more destructive. And it seems some of that destruction extends to firefighters themselves. More fires means more weeks without a day off for firefighters, more risk of injury, more exhaustion, and more bouts of post-traumatic stress. A rash of resignations and an increase in mental health claims against CAL FIRE are prompting some renewed concern over staffing levels and firefighters' stress. Joining me is Julie Cart, 
Projects and Environment Reporter with Cal Matters. And Julie, welcome to the program. Good to be with you, Maureen. Now, you say about 10% of Cal Fire workers quit last year. How many is that? It was about 650, and it's difficult to kind of contextualize that because either Cal Fire doesn't keep those numbers or they weren't, uh, they didn't make them available to us. But for the last five years, it's been more or less steady, I'm told. And then last year, uh, it was this 10% number. So there was something of a spike. Are firefighters themselves talking about why they're leaving? They absolutely are. They're exhausted. uh, And these aren't whiny babies. They're talking about just going beyond their their capacity to, to do work. And one thing to remember about CAL FIRE is that they are also, for most of California, the local firefighters. So they are they operate these stations and answer 911 calls and go out on uh, car accidents and getting cats out of trees and all the things that firefighters do, which means that's a 24-hour day and they're on those shifts for 21 days. And then, in addition, they go out on wildfires. So it's, uh, it's a lot to expect from people. Now, in the second of your four-part series of stories, you write about Cal Fire Captain Ryan Mitchell from San Diego. You describe him as Superman. The stress he's encountered, he largely kept inside. Tell us about him. Ryan Mitchell was kind of an archetypal firefighter. Six foot four, he he was good at anything uh, as far as being an athlete, a natural leader, just seemingly impervious to anything. And that's what made his suicide such a shock and had reverberations throughout uh, the fire service. So it was just a big surprise that that he was suffering in such a way and, and certainly didn't let anybody know that. Are many firefighters so troubled that uh, they're dying by suicide? Well, all I can tell you is what firefighters are telling me anecdotally. That's another example of no data available just generally in, in the population, suicides are an underreported incidence, and CAL FIRE doesn't track that or keep statistics on suicide. But when you think about how small the employee base of among CAL FIRE firefighters is, when you hear that there are 10 or a dozen in a year, that's an awful lot. You also write about the experience of CAL FIRE Captain Noel Bonmiller and she's struggling with acute post-traumatic stress. We have a little excerpt of, of some of what she had to say. I just got a feeling on the back of my neck. And then as I watched, the crown fire came like 300 foot flame lengths, just a monster. And I believed at that time that I was watching it kill my friends. Tell us more about her experience. Noel is describing the kind of monster fires that are more and more common in California. So she's talking about being caught behind the lines of uh, crown fire. So 350 feet, 23, 24 story building, as far as flames are concerned, you don't fight that. And her story is also an example of how firefighters experience trauma not directly in terms of being overcome by flames and and being in direct danger, but 
having their colleagues and coworkers experience that and hearing it. I mean, I, I talked to a lot of firefighters who said they heard things on the radio. They hear people screaming. They hear people calling for help. They hear fire commanders saying, get out, get out, and that kind of thing. And that's, that's very stressful because you don't know if your friend has died. You sometimes hear them being burned. You hear the injuries. And it's uh, interestingly, it's equally as, as traumatic uh, as experiencing it yourself. Now, Noelle eventually agreed to attend a trauma camp, but she actually had trouble getting in. Why is that? Well, there are a lot of these facilities that are specific to the needs and the experiences of first responders and firefighters. These are already existing facilities that take on anybody who's got stress, they're, they're counseling centers, but they have to be kind of retooled for firefighters so they, that the counselors understand these particular problems and issues. So when she was able finally to get help for herself, she had to, she had to make that step, uh, there just weren't any spaces left. There's just not a lot of specialized care for firefighters. One fundamental issue in your reports uh, is the lack of adequate staffing among CAL FIRE units. Is there any more money coming from Sacramento to add firefighters to those staffs? Yes, there is. Uh, There's $400 million in the budget as it currently exists to address this. Um, There's a few ways to come at it. You can hire more seasonal employees. These are the firefighters who come on during the summer, fall fire season, and then they, they leave. It's really to be divided. They may want to put more money into mental health, more peer counselors, uh, more programs, it's, it's a funny thing. It's, it's not going to be solved just by more firefighters. That will make a very big difference because then there's shifts, the amount of time they're on, on call, the amount of time they're working, the amount of time they're away from home will be reduced. And they say that that'll make a huge difference. From your reporting, how much more do you think needs to be done? Well, I can just tell you what, what they tell me. Um, there needs to be more attention paid. And the many firefighters who talked to me and told me very private, terrible stories about their experiences did so because each one said, I'm talking because we need to get help for everybody. I want everyone to know, as we all know uh, with mental health uh, across the country, that it needs to come out of the darkness and out into the open. So for firefighters, the, the first step they say is to start talking about this, acknowledging it, and not stigmatizing these issues. I've been speaking with Cal Matters Projects and Environment reporter Julie Cart about her four-part series on the mental health crisis in Cal Fire. And Julie, thank you so much. My pleasure, Maureen. If you or someone you know is struggling with thoughts of suicide, you can call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK for support, information, and resources. Every year, billions of dollars are stolen from people in the United States by their employers. It's called wage theft. California is trying to help recover some of these wages, but workers there often face long delays. For member station KQED, Farida Jabvala-Romero reports. Sitting at a park in Oakland, Mirna Arana unfolds documents from the California Labor Commissioner's Office. 
Her claim is for tens of thousands of dollars in unpaid wages. She says she cleaned offices during 12-hour days, six days a week. But the small janitorial company she worked for didn't pay her for half of that or overtime. Arana plucked up the courage to complain with the state. It took more than three years before she got a hearing to resolve her case. In the years she waited, she says her family had to move several times. They couldn't afford the rent. Her former employer did not respond to requests for comment. State law says that hearings must be held within four months of a wage claim being filed. That's not happening. California workers waited more than two years on average. Daniel Yu, an assistant chief at the Labor Commissioner, acknowledges that delays are unacceptable. We want to make sure that the process works effectively and efficiently so the workers... When the pandemic started, the Labor Commissioner halted in-person hearings. Now they're trying to catch up, but they have a shortage of staff. The hiring of our hearing officers uh, remains a top priority. California has more than 35,000 pending wage claims. Nearly half have been languishing a year or longer without a resolution. Veronica Chavez is a workers' right attorney with Centro Legal de la Raza in Oakland. She says these delays hurt vulnerable workers. This almost encourages employers to continue exploiting. You know, the chances of there being repercussions seem to be very long, far down the line. Labor enforcement agencies across the country are struggling with backlogs and understaffing, says Janice Fine, a professor of labor studies at Rutgers University. It's a very problematic system as it as it exists right now because there are many things about it that are not as effective as they need to be. Back at the playground in Oakland, Mirna Arana tells her three-year-old son it's time to go home. She finally got her hearing. It seemed like good news when the labor commissioner ruled that her old boss owes her nearly $183,000 in back wages and penalties. But by then, the company had filed for bankruptcy, she says. She says her employer still owes her what she earned, but she doesn't know when or if she'll see any of that money. For NPR News, I'm Farida Javala Romero. Who can take the sugar from its sack? Pour in LSD and put it back. Fucking A man. CIA man. There was a band playing before the storyteller, and the white guy on drums had a whole CIA cap on his head. And I said, okay. You must know what the CIA did to African-American people and African people for that matter. And you wearing this just nobody challenged you? Tacky, trashy, terrorism. Um, I just, oh, sorry about that. Got some animals going nuts, if you heard that. Um, my son, uh, he, he's a little introverted sometimes. But I guess I don't I don't know um, why he hadn't shared this with me. He apologized for not sharing it sooner, but he got a job. Um, he moved out because he decided that, you know, he was a little traumatized by some stuff that 
has happened, like, you know, we had to call authorities to get them, you know, um, to a hospital and stuff. And I guess that's, you know, it, it triggered him more than I knew. So he moved out and he's in, um, like a situation for teenagers or people that are up to 20 years old and it's a program and they help them find jobs and they don't have to pay rent and all that other stuff. But he got a job. And he was like, yeah, I'm calling in. I'm not going in to work today. He was telling me that earlier. I said, oh, why not? He's like, oh, it's so much unsafe stuff. And I'm like, like what? And he's like, yeah, they don't clean the stove in certain parts. He's like, they clean one part of the stove. But they don't clean the other part. And there's a lot of grease up there. And this is going to catch fire one day. He's like, and then um, there's some overheating in another area of the kitchen and something about the floor being slippery because of grease. And I'm like, there's nothing on the floor for the grease. He's like, like, yeah, it's like, uh, we say it's like mad slippery and we shouldn't pretend like someone couldn't trip backwards, trip backwards, forward, sideways, you know, in my opinion, it ain't supposed to be happening in the workplace. So I just ironically told somebody that we need to do uh, employee rights for the teens. I did the class this Tuesday. And I was covering chemicals, uh, body language for self-control and mastery, and situational awareness. And I told them how to get the material data sheets, safety data sheets. And I'm like, we got to go over OSHA stuff. Like everybody's talking about how to make a portfolio and a resume and, and why you should have an online presence. Well, what happens when you get the job and the people decide to practice races, you know? And I was just upset because the stuff he was telling me, it just, it just, it's, it's no, it's, it's no words that can describe the feeling of knowing that your child at some point in time was in danger. You know what I'm saying? Like safety or health or their life being literally on the line for whatever reason. And that feeling came back to me. And I really had to do a lot to try to check it. You know, I'm not trying to be upset now, but I am because, you know, to a degree, I understand why my son didn't want to really discuss it because he probably felt powerless and he hasn't seen men in his own life be powerful or black men. And it's because they're victims of racism. But, you know, for him to have endured certain things on this job and not start to tell me, because he knows I'll, I will do my best. I will sue somebody or I'll get somebody to sue you <laughs> for something. He knows I'll do that, and I just don't understand why you sat on it, but I'm really more angry at these white people. And I told him, I said, something tells me they're the type of white people that'll come in, hey, how you doing today? Oh, you look like you're getting gaining weight or you look like you're working out or whatever. They'll small talk you to death and violate every law ever thought of on the books. And I'm like, you can't. You got. You have to say less than necessary. You've got to write stuff down. You have to report stuff as soon as you notice it or as soon as it happens. He said there's a non-white female that is mixed. That's what he said. I guess he got it from me. I used to say that. He said, I notice people like me better when she's not there. She does things to make people not like me. I said, well, son, that's called harassment. So I spent the rest of my evening today looking up the laws on harassment in the workplace of the state and citing that and sending that to him so he can write some stuff up. I'm just really, like, all get tired of racism, white supremacy, and all of its uh, all of its complications and, and, and problems. 
you know, and like you said, please, Creator, do something because, I mean, how are white, like the fact that white people are going around killing people, shooting people in churches and this and that, you know what I'm saying? Like, what the, what the hell are y'all mad about? You mad because you didn't get here first or something? You mad because y'all weren't the first people on the planet and because Africans gave the world just about everything they know, now you're upset about it, now you're going around dominating and killing and da-da-da-da-da. I'm just so tired of it. And just praising me and my son, particularly my son, because he's really trying, and I don't want anything to happen to him when he lapses and smokes again because I don't know what my reaction is going to be. You know what I'm saying? So that's all I want to say. Have a oh. I'll meet my line. Good night. Context of white supremacy. Gus T. Renegade in for another broadcast, hopefully to share constructive information on the system of white supremacy. Today's date, Friday, June 24, 2022. So I have been told. This is our weekly summit on neutralizing workplace racism. Not for spectators and man, oh man, make certain you are speaking to your offspring. If you have nieces, nephews, cousins, whatever it is, speak to them about racism racism in the workplace racism that you've experienced in the workplace this is one where I've heard from many attempted parents where they'll say you know hey I definitely want to share information with my children but you know I haven't read a lot of uh, material uh, or I just don't have the words together to articulate you know what I want them to understand and, and how I want them to start thinking about this with regards to racism in the workplace and maybe even racism in general you can go directly maybe even to what happened today on the job explain it, do you know what wage theft is? keep it simple but every attempted black parent should, I mean it's mandatory, talk to your children about racism and racism in the workplace and all of that sexual abuse in the workplace mandatory if you do not oh my goodness racists they take advantage of many non-white people to begin with but oh man when they have non-white people who are all of us are children but I mean minors 15 16 17 and they've been having many many reports talking about hey we got all these labor shortages still because of COVID-19 and everything they say hey we're turning to and it's summertime now so we calendar, the academic calendar year is over for most of the folks in the U.S. at least or I guess in, in many parts of the world hey get those 16 year old you want to make a little bit of money over the summer make some money while you're home from college grab those young non-white people get them in today we were talking about grabbing some of these folks for managerial positions because they're so, so short staffed have to talk to your children this is not a situation where you want them to get what they call OJT no way we had two different moms uh, before I read even we had our mom in VA where she wrote I read her commentary a few weeks back uh, her child 
going out and doing retail what have you we're talking about policy and procedure and observe you're going to go out and confront some white people is your team going to support you your co-workers are they going to support you all of that really important to talk so that they can be aware of you know types of things that they may encounter potential problems and then you all can check in regularly throughout there I was going to say uh, employment experience but I mean hey this is your child you all can check in throughout their career awesome counter racism parenting right anywho Gusty no children uh, anywho uh, neutralizing workplace racism uh, certainly if we have attempted parents and you have been having these discussions with your offspring about the workplace and what have you. Bay Area mom, I forgot her uh, young scholar dialed in. No good nicks. Talked about his own work experience. See there? That's what I mean so that you're not stunned about all of this. Right? You talk to him in advance. So then when these things happen, they lie to him about the raise and all the rest of it. Disrupted his schedule. But really important be talking to them so that none of this catches them aware it's like oh yeah, oh yeah. mommy told me you were gonna do this mm-hmm. wait till I get home and talk to her like ooh A plus counter racism parenting right there anyway so attempted parents absolutely no spectate even if you have not spoken to your offspring about racism in the workplace this isn't even a shaming it, it really you know you could tell us because it would be constructive as well why like why have you not done it I totally get it if they're not age appropriate yet that's totally different but I mean yeah if you have offspring that's 16 17 getting to that point where people would be looking to hire them they would be thinking about a job and I would like to make what they call some extra money and that sort of thing yes why if there are specific things uh, that have prevented you from having that discussion well that would be good to know because there might be some other parents that are having that same sort of difficulty and maybe we can think about you know, some ways to address that but yeah if we have attempted parents if you talk to your children about these sort of issues the workplace share the number is 720-716-7300 really any non-white people if you have figured out some strategies that work well to keep you safe in the workplace make sure that you are not having your wages stolen you are compensated correctly according to your value to the organization if you need a sick day or 20 no problem your values are appreciated not stolen by somebody else who gets all the credit you got a great office space or work area or what have you it's not vandalized every other week and what have you let us know how did you accomplish all of this the number again, 720-716-7300. The code 564-943-POUND. Press star 61 if you would like to participate. Number one more time, and certainly if you have you know problems or what have you, would appreciate a counter-racist perspective the number again 720-716-7300 the code 564-943-POUND 
press star 61 if you would like to participate. The email untiljustice at gmail.com untiljustice at gmail.com uh, you can always write in uh, if you have a situation uh, to share or if you have suggestions and what have you uh, you can remain anonymous and just read your commentary live on the air until justice at gmail.com uh, the sound clips that we heard really quick before I get to some of the emails and callers uh, the first sound clip they were talking about the animals now I played that one Gusty is plant based has been for years now so poor animals now they have been talking about I think now Gus T, I've been saying, hey, we are in Seattle. Let me do a weather check really quick. Let's see, because I've been saying the weather here in Seattle. We Today, June 24, is the first day the temperature cracked 70 degrees in Seattle this month. I'm very sure that I'm not mistaken on this one. I've been checking the weather. It has been rainy, cold, cloudy, all of that. So for me, it's a little... uh bizarre or I won't say bizarre but it's difficult to relate directly to talk of a heat wave and all the rest of this and heat warnings and such because it has been so cold uh, around these parts but lovely day to day that said they have been there's been a lot of talk of why even this time last year it wasn't this this time last year in Seattle we were getting ready for three consecutive 100 degree days including a 100 10 degree day because of that they were saying oh my goodness climate change we gotta have uh, safer conditions for people that are gonna be outside and the animals and all that and the food processing business all of that because that's one lots of non-white people all areas end up being involved in that uh, the packing and processing you know chicken whatever it is in the meat industry and even produce industry lots of non-white people whether they were born here so called immigrants whatever it is uh, so the protections for the workers they haven't even got that totally figured out COVID-19 or heat much less the animals both of which you know should be that hey I'm all for hey let they should not be, be eaten anyway they shouldn't even be there you know get some carrots bok choy summertime watermelon mm. uh, let's see and safety can it seems they said this is one where the 28 hours the animals supposed to be you know not on the road and all that those regulations are they enforced are they followed that is widespread in the system of white supremacy particularly when it comes to safety regulations not being followed that's when you have to do a bit just document observe take pictures nothing is more important than safety you do not want to be injured in the workplace and then have to go through all that workers compensation and or even if they have perfect workers compensation even you know you get injured they pay for all of your medical expenses and some transportation anything else you heal completely 100% who wants to go through all that any sort of unnecessary pain injury the risk of all that because sometimes you don't heal 100% sometimes you do have complications for a long time or even physical therapy and all that come on and many times you have to joust wrangle 
conflict with these folks about the injury because they don't want to cover everything. So try to avoid all that to begin with safety in the workplace. Now, next report. Same thing, really. They were talking about the firefighters down in California. The same thing. Climate change saying, oh, man, we're going to have more of these wildfires, longer days, and you know, dangerous work and all the rest of it. And firefighters just being worked to the max that we talked about burnout uh, before. Now, even in California, they were using prisoners uh, to fight fire. So that might even be another one where you're uh, in a disproportionate way getting non-white people who are coming in and fighting these blazes. But either way, talking about burnout, pardon the metaphor, uh, is so important in so many different respects. I don't know. We got a retired firefighter. I don't know if we got a whole lot of firefighters who are listening in might be going through this, but at minimum, regardless of your job, you want to be really mindful uh, about your health, well-being. Am I getting enough sleep? Am I taking whatever problems and conflict from the job? Is that what's on my mind, what I'm thinking about when I'm at home, keeping me up at night, anxious, unsettled, not able to eat correctly or sleep correctly, that sort of thing, and having to keep talking about this with my, you know, attempted spouse or whatever it is, or taking it out, my frustrations on them because of all this. That is a situation you do not want to be in for a long time unless some of that can be remedied. They just had a report today talking about how late nights and early mornings, meaning you're staying up really late, getting up early, not getting a lot of adequate rest, that that can have long term damaging impacts for your brain computer. I posted the report online today, but they uh, were talking about that. It's like, oh, man, I'm going to take a nap right now. Not that I had uh, a late night or early morning per se, but man, sleep is so important and so many times the stress and strife that we experience on the job disrupts our sleep, our eating, just so much of our attempted hell or lack thereof. But it's responsible for so many victims of racism, lack of health, racism, the ultimate. Uh, but see, the next report, uh, we had the animals, the firefighters, wage theft. Now that was in California as well. Man beating up on Golden State for today um, the wage theft aspect that we've talked about that a lot uh, on this broadcast over the years that's another reason why it is so important to document and I mean they have apps now where you can make it very easy to keep track of all of your hours to make sure that there's nothing goofy we get to the end of the week and you know I went in I worked 72 hours and I got my check and I'm being compensated for 32 like you know that, that hey this can be corrected really quick uh, for people I mean it's all kinds of things I think some people still have the old timey uh, dare I say caveman uh, punch time cards like a physical machine that you know ink and uh, leaves some sort of marking of when you clocked in and, and that sort of thing you can take a photograph of that pretty much everybody if you're five and up you have a cell phone you can take a picture of that uh, and that might even be a good practice on any job at least at the beginning I know some jobs everything is so uh, electronic but they have electronic records but even then just to verify um, you know these are the hours that I worked these are the hours that I was here so if there's any sort of uh, discrepancy about that sort of thing we've even had cases where some uh, folks have said where it seemed like a white person they didn't know if it was HR a supervisor what it was looked like they tried to even go in to manipulate 
time cards about when someone works so that they can make their wage theft look even more pristine, undetectable. That might be with document pictures as much documentation evidence as you can of when you worked and that's another one that might be when you're starting out on a job and they have their orientation and what have you make sure then that you ask if there's any sort of dispute uh, about compensation or wages hours not being correct for that time period pay period uh, what is the procedure uh, for addressing that and getting, getting that remedied and then write that down you're serious about that from the very beginning I'm thinking back on my career I think I, I can recall at least one time where there was some sort of difficulty uh, with pay and I was able to go in uh, and address it and I think also now you can use to your advantage I say all the time hey you should speak and conduct yourself as though you're being recorded because it's 2022 10 times out of 9 you are so that can also work for you as well you know if this is a no you didn't work 72 hours you only worked 32 well let's check the cameras and see if I was here now it could be that I was not on the schedule and I just came in to loaf around and eat donuts but I mean hey got, that's part of the code if you are not scheduled to be at work you are never there now I don't know too many places where I would need to say that but I have seen some people they have so many folks that they are just cool and they gang with on the job, their homies and friends, and they just kick it all shift long, even on their days off. They still come to the physical location of the job, sometimes for like an hour or more. This shouldn't be you ever for any reason it can lead to problems and all the rest of it. it can lead to even confusion like people not knowing are you here in a work capacity or you just here to hang out and like I do not encourage that at all for about a billion reasons it's even kind of leaning towards the uh, being entertainment committee why are you because I mean really if you're not on the clock that's the only reason that you can be here entertainment purposes like what so no if I'm on the camera I'm not here cracking jokes, having fun on my free day. I am here working. You can see what my attire is. I'm not wearing my beach clothing and what have you. Uh, you can see it looks like I'm actually at my desk on the computer. It looks like someone what we might call working. Yes, yeah, so it looks like I was here for 72 hours. Let's get about correcting my compensation that wage and even for things like bonuses at overtime that was a part of the report all of that I would say anything like that where this is going to be extra different from what your normal pay would be I would definitely go ahead and document so that you have the records check make sure that you know everything is what it's supposed to be uh, sometimes sometimes people do make errors that does happen like I said I think I can recall at least one time where I did have an error and it seemed like it might have just been a human error I made a note there was no contest at all it was corrected immediately they gave me a time frame of when uh, we'll get the extra compensation we are so sorry and you know it happened as that so I mean errors do happen sometimes but hey they said in California they said 35,000 people now they didn't give a breakdown in terms of racism white supremacy I'm pretty sure that it's going to be a lot of non-white people whether they were born here born somewhere else classified as not white they're not going to look like Gavin Newsom 
talking about, man, I have missed, they stole half my checks for the year. Unless I have been misinformed. Again, we ended, uh, that was Irish. She called in during the compensatory call in for this last uh, weekend uh, talking about her offspring. And I told her last week, she said that her child working in some sort of food industry where they're not doing proper cleaning surprise uh they don't have uh i don't even know what you call them like uh the it's kind of an apparatus i guess you put it on the floor because there's so much grease in a lot of these restaurants where they do a lot of frying and deep frying and things uh to make sure as he's so that you don't fall spill over backwards and then people are carrying all these hot items and what have you could be really dangerous uh so they'll have something on the floor like a mat or what have you but it's it's kind of a restaurant grade uh and so you'll have some traction on the floor even if the grease should spill as it normally does when you have people who are moving abruptly uh in a restaurant setting they're not doing that grease is on the floor said man someone could fall hurt themselves like this is really dangerous they're not you know following the protocols I said hey the restaurant industry really doesn't matter which area you're in in the US they are supposed to have standards they can be reported uh, there is a health board or what have you where hey they are not cleaning there's food on the floor that is not being cleaned they're not cleaning uh, the ovens or fryers or whatever it is uh, on a daily basis I would just go right down and that's what you can take pictures get your phone bam pictures bam the floor pictures pictures boom 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 and then dates and times when this was done and that this is not a one time where it was just you know one day and we got a lot of customers and we were understaffed and tired so we just kind of had to make do for that day this is a regular occurrence where we do not follow protocol. We have an unsanitary and unsafe man for the food industries. Whoa, you want to hit them with those? The double S's, even though you're using the un uh, prefix, I reckon. But I mean, you want to hit them with unsafe, unsanitary. You will get people's and with that one. Since we haven't mentioned white supremacy, racism at all. Hey white people generally respond to that sort of thing like unsafe and unsanitary let's investigate and they might even come in and do a surprise survey on that one so I would report and I think we've had other cows listeners who have had uh, reported constructive results uh, with reporting health departments uh, and that sort of thing to get other more powerful white people to get them to change their ways make the environment safe and also for that sort of environment I think the same type of thing uh, since Irie's child is so young a teenager we had our mom in uh, the great commonwealth VA folks said you know what if I had a teenager we're in a system of white supremacy and I totally get it like you got a teen it's summertime like hey I want to be like Gus T let me get out to the beach get out here and have fun in the summertime I get it I want to enjoy especially we had two years of the Rona and all the rest of it so I might want to you know get some spending my gas is expensive you know taking the young ladies out that can be expensive young ladies same thing go out have fun and all that so I want some extra money or I got plans you know counter racist projects educational projects traveling all of that needs some money great I don't know if I would want to start 
with like a chaotic, unsafe restaurant experience. Same thing we were saying with the mom and VA. I don't know if I'd want to start with a chaotic retail experience. Maybe it's a library job, air condition, inside, no cash. No chaos in the library, and the library is generally pretty safe. I mean, you know, as safe as a plantation can be, but you generally don't have to worry about a grease fire. Uh, you know, they they haven't cleaned the grease traps, the 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 chicken nugget fryers at the library. You generally don't have to worry about that sort of thing. That would be a great one, especially for the summertime lifeguard. Uh, like lots of summer camps are open like I would try to really tailor my work experience to avoid because I think that's so common so many young people because they need so many so much turnover as they say in the uh, fast food industry and such uh, and just having lots of young victims of white supremacy just in really terrible jobs for really terrible pay bad hours they're not learning a lot uh, around a lot of bad food oftentimes it's not like you're eating you know uh, gourmet vegan you know sorbet and uh, curried vegetables and African peanuts like come on we got deep fryers like I already get it's in the south too like oh yeah the po boys and all the rest got it hush puppies yes got it got it got it um so yeah and I think she was even saying that because of all that stress and stuff that he you know had not wanted to go into work so I would say yes let's see if we can find you a better job where you can learn about racism white supremacy make as much money as you can and be safe those would be the three priorities and in fact for a young person the money is not a priority because generally if you're 16 or what have you you're not going to be making you know billions of dollars this is not going to be your six figure signing bonus so this is really like I'm learning about racism white supremacy and I'm going to be safe learning what the, the work experience under white supremacy is and then oh yes you know get as much money as you can while you're there but I mean really if you're 14, 15, 16 you know that's neither here nor there for the most part. I don't know too many 15, 16, 17 year olds where, oh my goodness, I'm Minister Malcolm X. I got to support the household and, you know, our parent has died and all that. That's not most of the non-white people that I know at that stage. So, yeah, the money making part, that is not, you know, as important yet. Uh, let's see. Uh, parents, definitely let us know if you have thoughts to share uh, again, Hope Irie is doing better self-care, getting some rest. She and her son uh, doing better thoughts to them in Louisiana. Uh, number again is 720-716-7300. The code 564-943-POUND. Press star 61 if you would like to participate. Uh, let's see. I will read one of the emails and then we'll nap folks who dialed in uh, let's see uh, let's see one of our female listeners she wrote in 
Greetings this week for workplace racism. Uh, things were extremely suspicious. Juneteenth, you get the day off, but people can volunteer to work that day. I never volunteered, but I was supposedly randomly chosen to work that day because there weren't enough volunteers. I log into work and see that only black people are working even though the ones that don't normally work Mondays her 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 Mondays uh, it was just extremely suspicious this is a huge company and this department is huge yet only black people were chosen to work Juneteenth so suspicious on a Monday that's like racist joke on top of racist joke like we talked about those Mondays before but I can totally see race soldiers sitting back and like they thought they were going to get it off a day off and now we randomly wink wink randomly made it so that only the Negras miss Juneteenth. It's just Mondays on a Monday. <laughs> he said Mondays on a Monday. <laughs> Woo! I'll be here all week long. Yes, indeed. Racism. I mean, I could just see that. They just even even to send little snapshots, right, where they got the the roster for who's going to have to work on Monday, so they can show all the people that are working, and then put little like nigra emojis next to all the black female and male names that are going to be working. Like, look, did you see? Look, look. <laughs> we 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 send them watermelon. What do you think? That's too much. Send them. Send them. We do lunch. Send everybody KFC and watermelon baskets. Too much. That's too. Much. Okay. Okay. With it. We'll, we'll we'll put a pin in that next. Okay, we'll put a pin in that one for next time. But I mean, that's you know, to be expected. Now I would not talk to any other black people there. Uh, this was like an in-person thing. If we're there, and that this is a you know virtual whatever it is. But if we were in person, I wouldn't say anything. But ooh we, I would be curious if anybody else noted like, hmm. rather dark in here today Mm -hmm. now that might be risky but I would just be curious no dialogue about racism not accusing anybody of anything not asking them do you know Mondays as a racial slur nope none of that not asking for their views on Juneteenth just are they aware especially if it's some of these people don't normally work Mondays but they're here on Juneteenth Monday without any white people randomly mm-hmm. context of white supremacy and I said that there is no such thing as coincidences in the system of white supremacy not at all and incidentally if so many white people groused and complained like we don't want a Dr. King holiday that's a waste of time we had so many people about that I think John McCain former presidential candidate the late was one of those uh, folks out in Arizona but it was a whole I'm just picking one it was many white people like that we don't need that As if that's the case they should have had and she said this is a huge company they shouldn't have had any need for volunteers 
they should have had van loads of white people. I'm not even with any of this niggling holiday. We had to suffer through uh, George Washington Carter and uh, George Washington Carver and Peanut Day for February and nigga this and nigga that. And I'm cool. Let's let's get to work. Let's get some work done. It's summertime and we got things to do. I'm not sitting around wasting time talking about June D. I don't even know what that is. Why wouldn't that be the attitude? Let's get the work done. No, no, no. I'm going to stay home and wear my sandals. Eat Walmart sorbet. Let the let the Mondays go in. No coincidences, folks. And again, hey, white people are not ignorant about white supremacy racism at all. That's also I interpret something like that happening. Not by accident. Anyway. Number again, 720-716-7300. The code 564-943-POUND. Press star 61 if you would like to participate. The email until justice at gmail.com. We have other emails to share. We'll get to those as we uh, proceed. Map some of our callers as well. Let's see. Uh, Bay Area Mom should be with us. Uh, we'll nab other hands as we roll. Thank you for taking my call. Greetings to you and everyone participating. Um, oh, that was pretty interesting, the email about the Juneteenth. I thought that was that was not a coincidence, but what are you going to do? You playing? Yeah. Um, all the animals, um, and then they're dying before they get to the slaughterhouse. Yeah. Um, I know, um, it's something about the the animals and what we eat because I remember a guy in that, uh, worked. But in prison, sometimes they'll have the inmates become butchers. Um, maybe it's cheaper when the inmates are butchers. And um, they have to cut up the meat. And I know somebody that doesn't eat a particular meat because um, from working as a butcher in the prison. I know someone else who was a firefighter in California. Um, in prison only, not a real firefighter. So I'm so excited. Oh, you could be a firefighter. You could. No, it wasn't like that. They said it was very hot. It was very dangerous. It was very stressful. They were very mean. And um, it was a lot of work. And this is before they started uh, creating these fires that they have now. Because I didn't think about the smell that I smell. I know it's a awful smell. But my brain, I have so many things going on, I didn't pay attention to the fact that it's a fire until I'm listening to the clip. So, I'm sitting in California, moving back, and I smell the fires because it's so strong, especially in my city. And it's like they're deliberate. So if the firefighters um, are having a hard time to where they're contemplating suicide and they're overworked and uh, because if you've already got, you're answering the 911 call and um, you're the local firefighters and um, 
then you have to deal with wildfires, and then it takes so long to die down. And they don't—they're not just putting out fires; there's still there's still fires burning now. Um, and if they quit last year, I think the lady said, uh, the lady or Cal Matters said that last year, uh, about 650 um, firefighters quit for several reasons. And one of them is exhaustion. And a lot of people, to be a firefighter, that's a lot of work. And um, I wonder what the firefighter in Florida would say um, on some of the commentary, not to bother him or anything, but maybe if he was available, if um, he could share. Um, I wanted to talk about Oakland and uh, just what I was doing uh, and what how Oakland is using some of the grant money or not using it. But I think... I'm going to do school because um, this is my first week uh, working summer school. So I'm at the high school, and I'm not complaining um, or anything. I'm just learning and sharing as I go, especially in my experiences with uh, white people and white women because I don't always have encounters with these beings. So when I do... It's all interesting. Um, So we had Juneteenth off, and um, the next day, school started. Um, I go in, I don't know, I know what I go to the classroom that I'm supposed to go to. Um, Filipino instructor, white teacher's assistant, and... Uh, overweight white teacher assistant, and um, there's me and another lady. She's Filipino as well, but we're just dealing with behavior. Well, I, I, I believe, I don't know, because she's solo. It seems like she spends a great deal of time with maybe a little girl. She looks like she has, oh, dear. I, I, I haven't read uh, anything to see what any of their disorders are, but the one that this particular uh uh, lady deals with the Filipino younger lady, not the teacher. She does a lot of one-on-one with. Uh, she looks like she has cerebral palsy, real extreme. She uh, she walks around though. I don't know. She has something, and um, it's real, real major. No talking. Nobody's one girl that talks. Five kids all together. Only five. Um, severe severe disabilities. Never did severe, mild and moderate, never did severe, didn't even know it was severe disabilities until probably yesterday, I think. <laughs> so, two, one is in a wheelchair, two need to be changed. The second one that needs to be changed does walk. Neither one of them talk. One talks very well. So cute. So great. Black. Very pretty. She repeats a lot of stuff. Such and such in Oakland. Technical high school in Oakland. Technical high school in Oakland. Overall, such and 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 such and
Like, yes, they do. Oh, you're so smart. Then uh, she'll say, well, what time do we go home? And so I'll say, 12.30. Okay. Excuse me, lady. What time do we go home? So she'll keep saying that. So the Caucasian teacher's assistant told me, okay, so don't say any. So um, she'll say that all day. So you just, if she asks one time, just don't tell her anymore. Just ignore her. Because she'll say that all day. She'll ask all day. You know, that's what she does. So just ignore it. Now, mind you, we both started um, Tuesday. I mean, everybody started on Tuesday. And I don't know. She may have seen her throughout the high school or whatever. We all just started on Tuesday. She's giving me the information on Tuesday. She's very aggressive, very rude, very just, oh, here. <clears throat> now, it's already one thing with this Filipino lady that already probably doesn't have a lot of respect uh, for my melanin. And um, I don't know what's going on. I'm just trying to figure it out. So I'm asking questions. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I just met these kids. I don't know the kids. I don't know. I only know another little guy that uh, he's Asian. He's smart, but he has whatever this severe disability is. So whatever that is. And then there's this other little guy that I'm just seeing that he has. He'll run off. He's uh, it's awful. He give me all these hugs. I got to do all my CPI on him. Get up out of these locks that he uh, put me in trying to hug me. Yesterday, he was he went to the emotion board and said he was jealous because I was working with the little girl that looks like she has cerebral palsy because she can't drink out of her. I'm going to look up what she can have. I'm just making up stuff. I don't know what she has. But she's drinking. Um, her mouth muscles don't allow her to. It takes a lot for her to drink out of the bottle, but she drinks out of the bottle 10th grade. Um baby food, uh, maybe rice cereal and um, ensure this is what she's eating. And um, so the Filipino lady, uh, she's very, you know, however their di- their uh, dialect is and the broken language and trying to explain to me and the rest of the staff and um, this white lady. So she's all, no this, no this. And then she's yelling at the kids too. So it's only five of them in there. So I'm real funny about yelling at the kid. So I'm just looking. So I'm looking at her. So she's real rude and she saw I'm the the instructor, the one that makes a hundred thousand, she's telling me to work with the little guy that locks me up and tries to hug me and stuff. So she had me working with him because I know that he needs help. Oh, he can do it, this is a white lady. He can do it. He's got it. He knows what he's doing. He knows how to do it. I'm like, but the person that you're helping, ma'am told me to do this. No, he has it. He know he has it. He has it. So I don't have I'm not fighting over no um chores. So I spin off real quick and go do something else, anything to watch the uh paint dry. So then the Filipino instructor, she's, you know, just talking to she has this whole curriculum on the board that the kids are gonna do, but there's no way the children are going to be able to do that. So I'm giving her suggestions. Why don't you break some of this stuff up and then stop and explain to them what you're talking about because we're not paying attention. Okay, okay, later. No problem. So, uh, won't you do this? Because this one likes this. I'm trying to give suggestions. No, 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 Okay, no problem. So the, um, the whole class, it just spins off. Um, the behavioralist that I used to work with in the regular, uh, time, she popped, uh, regular school year, she popped in. She called my name and I turned around. I'm like, oh, man, you everywhere. What's up? So she's, uh, hi, da, 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 da. So she's coming to my class. She's like, I was just looking for the class. So she's not necessarily looking for me. I'm sure there's a case in there of the five children that she has. 
So she's asking if I would help run some of the goals, the ABA goals. I don't have a problem if I have time. So the Filipino teacher wants to lady leave. I've got time. You're not running nothing. You're going to deal with these kids over here. We don't know what's going on. So they're really starting to act out. And then we got this frustrated uh, white teacher's assistant. So she's real. Every time I do something, no this, no this. No problem. No problem. So just spin off. So uh, she's, I told you this. You're not listening. So this is how this white lady is talking to me. And I'll just spin off, and you can talk to yourself. Um, So I already have this Filipino instructor that doesn't know what to do. Apparently, she's not even had, she's never had the severe uh, disabled children working with them either. And I don't know what she thought. So she's telling, you know, there's a little guy in the wheelchair, okay, you guys need to figure out how to, work his goals. So now she wants to work the goals because the little uh, guy that likes to hug me, not like he likes to hug me, that's one of his, uh, that's in his VIP because he kind of encroaches a lot. So it's not about me necessarily, but I'm the only one that gets this affection. So uh, once he spazzed out, he went and got some scissors and I told him the day before that he had ran off the white lace like he's never done that before. Look, jerk, school just started. It's <laughs> old Tuesday. What you mean he never? Do you mean like ninth grade or, I mean, uh, so it's already intense. It's already stressful. Nobody has any concrete instruction and nobody really wants to listen to instruction. So I try to give suggestions and then the white lady wants to be the one giving the suggestions. So she kind of interjects and all talks loud and talks loud. So me, I'll just stop talking because I don't fight for the microphone, and I'll just spin off. And then, uh, do you have this? The, the lady that makes a hundred thousand, the teacher, she said, uh, "Excuse me, ma'am, talking to me. Do you have any suggestion on how I could keep the, you know, the uh, maybe the one the little girl that drinks out the bottle from standing on the Corinthian board?" And um, I said, "When you were telling me to be quiet, when I was talking to." The person that asked me what I should do, I was telling her, you need to cover it so she doesn't see it. Just cover it with some paper the same way you got this paper over here, and then you got the doorknob covered like she don't know that's the doggone doorknob underneath the white paper. That same paper. I I said, because she knows that's the door, that she knows where the doorknob is. So take that same paper and take it and align it, and then she won't use it as a step because she wants to step up. So while I'm trying to talk, the white lady wants to jump in and say, God knows what she's saying because I'm so sick of her lips. So I said, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, ma'am, ma'am, ma'am. The question from the instructor was, what can I do to prevent this person from doing this? The answer is cover this up. Like I said, with paper, like I said, I don't care what you're using. Whatever you're using, take it and move it so you can use it. That's what I said because you're starting to work part my nerves, and I don't. I never care about. Sorry, I was not to pee. I never care about losing my job. I'm not even on well, something I'm working on right now. So every day is always my last day. Um, and we can do this. So she's uh, 
Now she's looking all stupid. So now she wants to be the one to do it, too. She wants to do it right now. Now we're about to get ready to leave to take the kids to the bus. I said, this is a project that can be done tomorrow because you will not finish it today. But she's got to outdo me. <laughs> so she's going to snap snapping stuff and yaking and grabbing stuff. So she's asking the other Filipino young lady that's working with the little girl that drinks out the bottle. She's asking her, grab it, grab it. Grab this. So I grab it. So maybe you can do something else. That's not what you're not. That's not your man. I just dropped it and spun off because you're not talking to me. So um, today, very stressful. Mind you, I got a call to, in between these first few weeks, I got a call from um, special education um, supervisor asking me, would I, uh, first was in a text on Wednesday, would I work the after-school program at another school? Never told me the location, but the behavioralist told me the location. She said, oh, you can work the after-school? I said, I don't know. I just got a text, I guess. So, oh, it's at uh, whatever the school is. I thought, okay, well, I guess I'll be working there. So uh, I did it for that day. Completely out of, completely unorganized. Nobody is equipped to deal with the special education children in the after-school program or whatever this thing is. Nobody. But me and one other lady, maybe another lady, and then you don't even have enough. You got to call us to do this. So I stay till I feel eight-hour shift in real life. Um... The next day I get a call, 45 minutes after I get off work from the same lady. Hi, do you think you can call me now? I thought that was just for yesterday. <sighs> do you think you can sound it out to program? You didn't ask me. That was yesterday. So you're not going to be able to do it? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm in um, whatever city I was in. No. I, I got off work. 45 minutes ago. No. I'm gone. I'm not even in the county. Oh, okay. Thank you. There's no no respect. Put it together. Make a schedule. Pay me accordingly. You know you need the help. No, I'm not going out of my way doing any chores. This is yesterday. The white lady. Somebody's the white lady. So you see that somebody said something about the, the doing what I asked done. So it does. I did notice that it was not what I said. Yes, I did a courtesy of me. Thank you. This is the fat white lady. Mind you, this fat white lady picks at her skin at the lunch thing. She's picking all her fat white lady skin off and just picking at herself. She's just a bundle of disgust. And she's very uh, verbally abrasive to the children. This is her talking, especially to the one that likes to lock up and hug me because we're just realizing what he's what's in his VIP and why it's in there. So uh, now the teacher wants to study the whole VIP. Now she wants to study after she finished yelling at everybody, and particularly me because I'm very, uh, I, I, don't, I don't argue that, but we're going to get a better clarity and you're going to figure out different words when you're communicating with me because I'm very stickler at how I communicate with. I don't care how much you make or your degree, ma'am. So the white lady, we're trying to figure out ways to deal with this little boy that locks up on me. So now it's all on me because he likes me. I don't know what kind of like, but he he's taken to me. So uh, now he's my task. 
Don't forget about the girl in the wheelchair. Forget about her with the bottle. She's not, she's not, she's not this bad. No, don't forget about her. Just, 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 do uh, deal with this one because he walks or he'll come up with some scissors and he'll grab anything. He's, he's a mess. So the white lady is doing, they want some something. I'm asking the, um, like she got this, uh, because I suggested a reward chart. And she's creating, now she's going to create it. This is the teacher. And so she's like, okay, here, here, here. So she taped, she said, give it to me to tape it down. I said, so can I use a piece of some of your, your tape? No, 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 use Velcro. I was like, and then everybody's got to, so because it's my um, melanated lips, you zip them up. You just do what you're told. Stop all these words. You don't talk. You just do. So this is the energy. No problem. So I cut this Velcro up. She gave me this roll of Velcro. Only the... Not the how the part that uh, the hard part, just the soft part. So I cut it in fours. So I said uh, something, and she's I, and she's like the white lady. And here's the white lady um, talking to the Filipino teacher, but the white lady screams, "No, that's not white teacher!" And so I don't know who this lady's talking to. I'm not even talking to you. So then the Filipino lady is trying to tell me that she used tape or whatever. I said, I asked you, could I get a piece of scotch? And then the white lady just popping in. No, that's not what they were saying. I said, hey, 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 ma'am, 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 your tone. And that was it. And she shut them lips up. And she <sighs> get up because she's got to do everything, too. You can go get you some more credentials, lady, so you can make a little more than me doing all the work. So she said something. Well, yeah, you know, as long as I, you know, all the uh, teachers' assistants, what they call it, in another word. We we only get we only do um, four hours. So I said, I am not a teacher's assistant. And then I just turned around and looked at her so she could see what I was saying. Mm. And then she just looked. So I didn't have any more of that tone problem today when she did have to talk to me to give me some papers to work with the little the guy, she just said, here, these are the papers. This is what he's going to do with his, you know, for math. And she's trying to put it in his bucket, but I, didn't t- I took the bucket and, you know, I got it under my arm and I have all this other stuff in my hand and I just took it and put it in my hand. I said, thank you, and just kind of dismissed her. So we don't speak because I'm so rude. And um, so... When I'm leaving, though, for the past two days, she'll just say, bye, so-and-so. Oh, <laughs> bye. So that's it. Uh, a day in the life being me. I'll meet my line. And thank you for listening. Well, uh, at least in my view, uh, that would be motivation to nab the uh, master's degree Bay Area mom that way you can be the one with the $100,000 plus salary uh, and not even in the classroom we were talking about doing the like superintendent track or something like that where you wouldn't have to be bothered with all that madness uh, much obliged Bay Area mom uh, just for, for, while she was sharing about her you know own experience man one of the definitions for confusion is disorderly jumble 
that is pretty much uh, what our Bay Area mom has shared consistently not organized no structure like do you have a plan for helping these students who are the most in need of help severely challenged and all of that and ah, just you know do read unstructured reading time but I can't read ah you'll figure it out don't worry about it <laughs> what disorderly jumble confusion she says they got the so-called Filipino uh, instructor I suspect a non-white person but didn't seem like he had any experience didn't seem like he had been trained to work with this special population and their unique you know challenges needs what the world these are the people who need the most help she says the white we consistently we don't get instructors who are experienced gentle patient well-meaning no 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 the yelling what you blew it all that even getting nasty with the staff uh and what have you that's one where i think it is so important when you work with a white person race soldier where they're so unprofessional and belligerent that your tone and codification like she said repeatedly when they get on all that i'm not gonna you know squabble argue try to talk loud over them i just get quiet then when they're done she comes back oh you ma'am ma'am oh you're talking to me i was trying to tell you before all the shouting everything else never think it is a good idea in a workplace I don't think it's going to benefit you to try to out yell out shout someone classified as white never quiet codified let them do all the yelling uh, what have you and then it, for, I've seen that happen as well where they acted a fool and done all this and shouting and rah, 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 and then they got to come back and oh wait a minute did you uh Let's see. Do you know what this is? And they got to go back asking you all this. Uh, and I think that is excellent as well. Just telling them, hey, we're supposed to be professionals. You know, there's no need for you to be yelling at me, taking that sort of tone with me. This is a professional academic environment. What, side, what sort of example are we setting for the children, other staff, you behaving in this manner? With this population of students who needs the most help and the most patience. Uh, let's see. And she said, too, I thought that's important. Uh, in the system of white supremacy, it is very unfortunate because uh, so frequently non-white people, we invest so much. We're talking, uh, we've been planning out Bay Area mom, like, hey, you're going to go to school the next five years, get this master's degree, be on this superintendent track, and boom, 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 all this, like, man, that takes a lot of work. She said, I've, you know, already been halfway through, and boom, 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 but man, that's a lot of work. Yes, yes, it is. All that time and energy, and then you have to, as you talk, getting training, experience, all of that. And then, hey, all this could be tossed today because some race soldier, belligerent, uncouth untrained snapped at me and I didn't respond quickly enough or I didn't control my nonverbal responses that day and so I got fired. I mean it's horrible but I mean that is the truth of white supremacy racism can happen to any of us for any reason not that we did anything wrong at all you can do 
everything totally correct be extremely competent efficient at your job that doesn't end up meaning anything you are classified as non-white you can be out of there today that's another reason amongst many why I say hey make sure you don't have a whole lot of stuff piled up you don't want to be in that position you got to take an hour and be all disheveled because you got to take down all of your knickknacks and cat pictures and posters and uh, you know you got all these other little fuzzy things your sports team your Russell Wilson memorabilia and all that nonsense you got to take all this stuff down candy dish this is not your house this isn't even your desk you could be fired today it could be your last day on the job I don't even need a cardboard box I didn't bring anything I don't have anything here uh, it, the tackiness now see I generally at the beginning right for neutralizing workplace racism I'll be like hey we have non-white people you have got that big office lots of space making you are what you don't have any of that wage theft I'll then say hey they don't mess you around on your schedule they don't do things like start you off at say you come in at 11 a.m. today and then tomorrow they call you up say, hey do you think you can come in and start 11 p.m. they don't do you like that with the schedule now she said hey they call her up hey you think you can do the after school program she says, oh, okay, right, right. She goes, does the after-school program, you know, say we do it on Thursday. Okay, okay. Then they come in the next day, late in the day. Say, old buddy, old pal, say, do, uh, would you, you think you can come on back and do, do that old after-school? Now, maybe they have a total moron running the scheduling maybe that's the case because that does happen if we talk about it all the time what's that word nepotism you do end up with a whole lot of individuals classified as white who are outright lazy don't care and or just outright incompetent maybe a combination of all three and it's Friday we are kind of close enough to hey we're pretty much this is kind of a 10 day holiday period because we got Juneteenth so white people get their racist clowning in there Mondays <laughs> and then we got July 4th so I mean it's basically like and summer some people are into all that right vernal equinox okay uh, hey 10 days of celebration and whoopee for summertime so this is 10 days of kicking it and having fun this is a part of that hey I'm enjoying I'm having a blast whoopee for me Juneteenth and all the rest of it now this white person they could have easily looked at the schedule for the after school program Ooh, the negros are going to be short this week we could have a problem riot in Oakland hey do you think you could do the after school program for a week we're trying to get the staffing started everything just kind of kicked off you know summer just began and everything so if you could just do it this week we'll get it figured out maybe we could use you for the whole why not even that you've helped us out been a trooper we don't even hook you up with gas most of the time we'll look into that gas car <laughs> but you hang in there why not do that nah, 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 nah. wait till she's out of the county so she has to waste more gas. okay okay I'll be there again 
Now, frequently, many of us, we will do this like, hey, I want to be there for the children. And, you know, hey, I want to show them I will. What's that metaphor? I'll go the extra mile, burn up all my California gas. I will come in and do this and show I'm a hard worker. I'm dedicated. Still give me a full time spot. Frequently, that's not what happens at all. They just abuse and continue all the tackiness where they wait Wednesday until the last minute. Again, now, do you do this with white people? Actually, let me ask that one two ways. So do you do this with white staff? You wait till the last minute. Ask them to come in and do a job. Can't ask them whole week, whole summer, even if you're short staff, we can solve this problem right now. And do you do this with white students? This was up in Oakland Hills after school program for white children. Is this how you would go about filling the staffing needs? piecemeal as they call it day by day last minute waiting see what we can do that's how it'd be I see context of white supremacy Bay Area mom much obliged and that is black self-respect too because I think so often as well that little uh, racist tacky and it's so discourteous disrespectful of your time is what get everything just everything the children everything it's just such such a monumental act of white supremacy uh with that waiting till the end i was oh, just lost it i was trying to do too many things at once getting the switchboard and everything else uh there's one addendum hopefully it'll come uh back to me with that whole uh disgraceful uh exchange of them calling uh, at the very end to ask her if she wants to come and work at the uh, oh the black self respect that little uh, that was it I was trying to figure out a better thing to call it but all of that works we have been conditioned non-white people all over the world we have been conditioned yes yeah that's in oh, that is in planet of the flipping apes we never get to say no we never say no to a white person. It, yes, 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 yes. Immediately. Yes, yes, yes. That's how we, that is the result of centuries of white terrorism. So a lot of times white people, they come with these racist requests, tacky displays, and it's, oh, we'll mess our whole day up and everything. <laughs> no, what? Sassy nigra. That type of thing. So black self-respect uh, we've had a number of folks who talked about work situations where they have um, said no rightfully so said no to a white that's another reason you got to talk to your offspring about racism white supremacy make sure they can say no because race soldiers will ask just for or make absurd racist and tacky requests and all you need is a good firm all of your black self-respect in O and that will terminate that situation context of white supremacy let us see switchboard uh, 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 uh. oh how about that 
We talked about the firefighter situation. Retired firefighter is here, so he could, I guess, talk about the stress component or what have you, uh, if he had other thoughts. Uh, other folks who dialed in with a hand up should be here as well. Greetings, everyone. Uh, you, uh, you, you were requesting for me to make commentary on, on something? Bay Area Mom uh, was curious. Uh, the sound clip that we started with was about firefighters being burned out uh, in California dealing with the wildfires and what have you, and she didn't know if you had perspective on that or not. Oh, well, when it comes to uh, wildfires, uh, I, you know, I've For the most part, our heroes is uh, Florida Foresty, Florida Foresty, uh, which is a um, a uh, I guess it's some kind of fire department, uh, but they of course they're different from uh, your urban type of uh, fire rescue uh, uh, departments, and there's specifically uh, designed to uh, fight uh, forest fires and, you know, because the fire truck can't go into that, that type of uh, uh, environment uh, where there's no roads or anything like that. You know, you're not going to take that fire truck uh, in that area because you, you have a hell of a time or not be successful at all in getting it out. So uh, you call Florida Forestry, although, you know, you you individually as a person may be out there with a broom and a shovel. <laughs> uh, so it's it's uh, a lot of uh, hardcore work. But uh, the stress factor that comes in, that comes in on the in the more urban uh, situations uh, and. uh Primarily, what I what I observe is from the standpoint of that particular person probably doesn't have a uh, a uh, background of, of supporters, you know, like family members or friends or somebody uh, that uh, that they can uh, go to or talk with or concerned about them enough that the person would talk would ask them certain things, you know, uh, you want to talk, you know, you, you know, that sort of thing, you know, somebody that you can go to. Um, and also what accelerates that type of, uh, problem is, uh, from my experiences, there's a, there's a, what I call a hero culture that exists. Uh, you know, the fire service is, is a job what a lot of people always wanted to do it since they were little boys type of thing. Uh, and uh, also the hero culture. So it's more than just, a you know, a job where you you show up and you leave, you know, you show up and leave and whatnot, that sort of thing. I heard some I heard somebody talking about the idea of people showing up 
on their off days. That is a common practice in fire departments, except for the retired firefighter. <laughs> I had other things to do. Also, what 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 uh, was beneficial for me is working with teenagers. Working with teenagers, that the 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 I was actually uh, I went to college to be a, a teacher, and I was offered a teaching job and the fire department at the same time. I actually worked as a full time teacher for about three weeks. Because I told I told the principal that hired me that uh, I was going to go along with the fire department, but he hired me anyway, thinking that I was going to change my mind. And I worked for about three weeks as a full-time teacher. And uh, when the time came up for training, which you get paid to do uh, with the fire department, I went I went with with that. I still coached. And on my days off from the fire department was a substitute teacher. I did that for about maybe about mm, 10, almost 15 years. Uh, but working with, you know, that environment in the school system kind of like get, gave me a balance. And uh, I didn't take, I didn't take those, those issues home with me, you know, from that standpoint. And the fire department wasn't something that I always wanted to do. It didn't define me. Uh, when I would leave the job, I would take that uniform off, you know, that sort of thing. And uh, so, and also expectations. You know, uh, you, you're, you're to expect that you're going to see a lot of tragic things that goes on. The whole idea about danger, I was just crazy enough to not be afraid of fires. I used to set fires when I was a child. Uh, uh, so that didn't, although I have a fear of electricity, but, uh, uh, but fires, I've never had a, you know, a danger of it. And I, you know, was tolerable about heights, you know, going up on ladders that go a hundred feet up in the air, stuff like that, uh, of the different things that you do in the fire department. So, uh, but I can see where, I can see where people, would need would need uh, professional assistance. Uh, it certainly was available uh, on you know on situations is available as far as that concerned. Uh, I never you know uh, 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 asked for it and because, like I said before, on what I uh, had available for me on the personal level. Uh, was that enough? I suspect it will suffice suffice for the time yeah. being. Much I had I had uh, a, re a report uh, myself, uh, other than the uh, that particular report. Let's hear it. Uh, can I? Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, contractor hiring a contractor. Uh, it's very important that, uh, you make sure that the person is licensed. Uh, and I mean, don't, don't have no exceptions at all. Even, even if the person is a relative, 
uh, you'd be surprised of what could happen. Uh, you know, by not that person not having a license and whatnot, and and also write up a contract of your own about what you expect out of the person. Uh, now my particular, uh, uh, story, uh, I needed some, some electrical work, uh, light fixtures around the house, you know, a broken, uh, I'm talking about the light switch itself, a broken and whatnot. And, and in some cases the lights were still, operate but in some cases they weren't they 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 won't so i said well let me let me look up and see if there's electrician uh in my area and uh black electrician in my area didn't find nothing uh then it, this particular company kept coming up so i you know i called i called and uh uh spoke with the spokesperson that represented the organization. And uh, basically, uh, I okayed for uh, them to send a representative over. Uh, something in my mind just just re requested uh, that, uh, do, do, you, do, you, do, you, do you have uh, non-white black people working at the, at the business? And the lady said, yes. I said, are, are you a black person? She said, yes. Uh, although she sounded like I just wanted to come kind of like confirm it. And, uh, so, uh, I said, well, I would like for that. I would like for, uh, them to come by because from the standpoint of they may get something, I forgot what it's called. The same thing a person would get that's in a department store that makes the sale. You know, I would like for that to, you know, for a black person to get to have the advantage of getting that. Uh, and uh, so, you know, everything was set up. So, the, so lo and behold, the, the day came uh, the day before yesterday, I think. Uh, and first of all, the person was not a non-white black person. <laughs> White person, primary language uh, is Spanish, but also speaks English. Uh, I let him in, I let him into the house. Uh, and, uh, so I showed him on what, where the problem's at. And, uh, he had one of those, uh, not a laptop, a little bit smaller than a laptop. And he figured all, he figured these things in. And I mean, just for, I think for four or five light thick light fixtures it was four hundred dollars i said uh-uh uh-uh i called i called up one of my siblings my older my older brother he's older I mean he's, he's only about a year older he's only a year older than i am but he he's a retired uh i uh uh retired electrical engineer for ibm uh he didn't answer the phone <laughs> but i left a message and uh then I called a uh former coworker, one of those one of those two guys that was that uh we started uh an organization uh with the idea in mind of practicing counter racism back about thirty years ago. Uh I called him and he didn't answer his phone. But pretty soon both of them at different times called me back. But I I 
I, I basically uh, welcomed the call with my brother. And he started asking the guy questions along with myself right there. Uh, this person act like they didn't know on how much the, the, uh, the equipment was going to be. Uh, he act like the only thing he act like he knew, knew how to do was to, uh, apply the fixtures and receive either receive the, the money or, or write out a contract on how much I have to spend. Now, it was just $400 for these three or four fixtures. Mind you now, I know that the, that those fixtures you can go to Home Depot and get for something like $2, something like that. Uh, they, uh, the company uh, suspended from, from them showing up that they get a certain amount of money just for showing up. So I didn't have to worry about that. But... Uh, so the only thing really that this four hundred dollars comes up to is from just from the parts and the labor. And I'm saying that, that, that my, my brother almost cursed them out over the phone. Uh, uh, and uh, so and and that wasn't it. I actually had added on a couple more things that really is not that much of anything as far as electrical work needs to be done. And it would have been a thousand dollars. It would have been a thousand dollars. And it's like it's like a legal means of robbery, actually, on what this company does. Uh, I asked them out of my out of my place of residence. That's basically what I did. I asked them out of my place of residence, and uh, basically, my friend called the one that I you know worked with that I mentioned about that I called and basically he came over cause he, he, he's had, he has some experience with electricity more so than I do. And, uh, we together basically, uh, put the fixtures in and I gave him about maybe $20, uh, $20, uh, uh, for the parts for the parts. And we spent most of the time, uh, talking about, uh, some of the programs that's been on the cows, uh, and, uh, you know, other, other, uh, constructive counter races, uh, verbiage with each other. And that's it. Oh, oh, one, one more thing. Uh, young people, jobs, summer. You're right on what I heard what I heard you mention about suggestions and whatnot. Uh, normally the, the applying you have, it has to be like an early, like midway through the spring semester for you to be ready for something like that. Uh, there's jobs in the school system, summer jobs in the school system. Uh, you, you probably can get a job where, where you working in the school system where you working right in the library. You know, cause, I mean, all of these schools need some kind of people to help with inventory, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, parks and recreation. Uh, there certainly is a low level because of the pandemic of lifeguards. Of course, you have to have the training and then the license. They have the training, but 
a lot of teenagers man those positions, male and female, as far as that concerned. And I know certainly uh, with the with the uh, with the teenage guys, you know, they wouldn't wouldn't mind being working around in the summer, you know, as lifeguard. Uh, so those are some things. If if anybody on the line has a teenager uh, to to uh, think about, you know, as far as that concerns, as far as uh, jobs concerned, and that's it. Thanks for listening. Much obliged, retired firefighter in Florida. Black self-respect again, and a no. Ask the white man out of his residence. Uh, you hire someone, either if you are so-called self-employed, even if you're not, and you have to hire someone for a job or whatever. We've had a number of incidents with that, non-Clemson grad and what have you. Even had some folks who uh, hired non-white people directly like not even the you know hey i'm trying to get a little commission for a non-white person to come do some work oh okay we got it we got it and then a white man shows up no 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 the so-called owner of the company is black brother and then you still end up with a white person who shows up so i mean hey good luck with all of that um that's in the archives non-clemson grad telling us about that in fact black brother is the so-called owner of the company and then a white man talking about the Confederate flag. I think maybe even wearing a Confederate flag T-shirt shows up. Like, oh yes, I'm here to do some work on your house, sir. Like, what? The, the black brother. And <laughs> anyway, um, asking questions very important, and even do a little research if you're going to hire someone. That's why I say that all the time. Like, workplace content, really system of white supremacy in general Neely Fuller Jr. does recommend learn a little bit about everything fixtures have to be repaired it's not saying that you have to be an expert uh, on electrician and fixtures and all the all the rest of it it's not saying that at all but I can do a little research they do have YouTube videos on like everything uh, if you have you know a couple folks who do have some experience uh, in electrical work, electrical repairs and what have you, what's the price range for, you know, getting these fixtures done, blah, blah, blah. That alone, and then asking questions puts you in a much better position. And in the workplace, hey, we say all the time, stay in the question lane. Don't do what the brother did. He said he was almost ready to curse him out, but he didn't. See? got to keep your composure very important but stay in the question asking questions asking questions and get and see now you got a professional this is how you make your living you do this all day every day and you can't explain uh oh <laughs> same way it would be I'm talking to a white person here like whoa you are having difficulty answering very basic questions whoa whoa that sort of thing happens on a regular basis. Uh, black people in probably even lots of uh, black so-called business, uh, self black people who are self-employed, entrepreneurs, where they're not getting the same rates uh, for goods, services that they need to operate their business as white people would. 
like some of that is just, you know, that I have homies uh, who have some of these organizations so they can give me a discount just because, you know, we went to kindergarten together or whatever. No problem. Well, I mean, it is a problem, but whatever. black people don't have those type of networks because system of white supremacy. Uh, but some of it is also just that, well, I practice white supremacy racism. So this white person, I'll give them, you know, a deal for X amount. I don't know them. We didn't go to kindergarten, but they're classified as white. Got their back. You are a Negro. I practice racism, white supremacy. So you, even if we went to kindergarten together, you, I will charge four times what I will charge him or her. There's probably lots of that that happens. Uh, probably even lots of record uh, of that happening. Black people having to pay for lots of extra expenses that they would just wouldn't have if they were classified as white. Uh, and yeah, that is... Uh, plan in advance if you can like I would try all of those like lame job all of the jobs that you would not want as an adult you shouldn't want for your child so like McDonald's Hardee's any of that stuff retail like no no job that if you don't want it now I wouldn't want it for my child to start out in and in fact I would even consider interns. Now, I know some people might be in a situation you might not be like taking care of a family or what have you at 17, 16 attempting, but it might be, you know, the income might be needed. Totally understood. If that is not absolutely the case, I would even look at an intern where you can learn about racism, learn maybe a lot of constructive information about a lot of other things, and maybe even do some what they call networking meeting some people contacts that you can have for a period of time that will be beyond you know deep frying chicken nuggets and hush puppies again that might be the type of thing that you have to plan in advance but man to be 16 if you could get a job working at like the library even at the school library just doing inventory we got you know 8,000 algebra one and pre-algebra books that we got a you know inventory for the month of June I would much rather do that like I said in the air conditioning and probably making way more than you would make at McDonald's even if the pay was the same waiting in Greece at the fryer at McDonald's Donald's stocking books where you probably get a much cooler uniform which would be whatever clothes you wear because I seriously doubt I've ever or put it like this I've never been to a library or environment with books where you wear anything other than your own clothes that's even at like Borders and Barnes and Nobles I've never been any library anything associated with books where you have to wear a dorky costume that is the case for all of the fast food outlets that alone slam dunk let's go work with the books and you'll probably be in the air conditioning you'll never have to worry about slipping on grease the number to dial 720-716-7300 the code 564 nine four three pound press star six one if you would like to participate see other folks who dialed in with a hand up line should be open may i be heard yes sir 
Yes, uh, good evening to Gus, the host, uh, and to all the participants of the Cows Radio program. Um, I wanted to make a comment on the uh, the female caller, the last female caller, um, getting yelled at and possibly losing composure and yelling back at the uh, the white female. That could sometimes be a setup uh, where a, a white person <clears throat> is attempting to uh, get you to lose control and have other people witness that loss of control. Um, and it's just a, a note, not criticizing at all. Um, in regard to the, um, the young people attempting to find employment, uh, I found when I was younger, um, one of the methods was to speak with um, teachers, guidance, counselors. They actually had um, classes on gaining employment. Uh, one of the things that for young people who have uh, no work experience, they oftentimes have to submit a resume to potential employers, and it does uh, benefit young people to put the experience that they've had, whether it's been volunteering. Uh, I found for myself that when I was a young person, uh, to get the um, the more favorable employment opportunities, I had, um, I gained from the, um, my resume, having uh, volunteer uh, status, volunteer programs on that resume. Uh, they were able to see that other people would recommend me uh, for employment. And I usually every summer had gainful employment. Some of the employment was rougher than others where I would be working outside. Um, but I was able to learn in each of those situations all throughout my uh, teen years. Um, one of the things I wanted to report on was um, in my capacity as a collection driver specialist uh, for COVID uh, test kits that is coming to a, a conclusion. It's actually concluded as of today. And uh, one of the uh, females, Af non-white female, uh, who's classified as black, she was keeping me um, very informed about the things that may be happening with that particular company and that office. And she let me know that they were having some type of party to commemorate the end of that uh, program for this school year. Um, she asked me if I was coming to the party. I responded no, uh, because first of all, I was going to be working. And second, I was not invited. Very happy to have not been invited to that uh, type of uh, party because I just would have um, anticipated many incorrect uh, behaviors happening there. Um, but uh, they, she told me afterward that one of the non-white people who I maybe classified as Hispanic, uh, who speaks Spanish, she's non-white, had gone on vacation. And while this person was on vacation, they had known that this person was going on vacation they told her that she was no longer needed. 
this person had anticipated coming back from vacation and continuing to work throughout the end of the program, but they let her know that she would no longer be employed uh, with this program, at least for this uh, school year, uh, while she was on vacation. Uh, and that just seemed like it was, uh, uh, it, it could have been avoided. They could have let that person know well in advance so that they could have prepared themselves. And she was letting me know that many of the people were told that they're no longer uh, going to receive hours with this program the same or very similar way. Um, one of the other um, things I wanted to report on was the school district where I do collections and deliveries uh, of these COVID tests to and from is in Westchester County, which is about 45 minutes north of New York City. And one of the uh, schools that I have um, uh, collected and delivered to, I've encountered um, strong overt racism where a, uh, a security guard had once thrown a, um, an identification sticker uh, to me. Um, and I've noticed other comments um, that people ask me that are very nonsensical, actually rather stupid because it's the same question over and over again. Are we still doing this? Uh, or um, they will ask me if this is going to continue, when is this going to end? I respond, well, it will uh, end when uh, the school district no longer is uh, um, compensating this company for the COVID test. Um, I don't report it that dryly, but basically that's the information I give to them. To just basically say, I, I, I don't know. It's not something that I decide. It's not something that is delivered to me so that I can give you the specific information. It ends when it ends, when they no longer uh, give me the contract to come and collect or deliver the COVID test kits. Uh, at any rate, um, this last time, um, and actually the time prior to this, one of the security guards who is a, a non-white person uh, who speaks Spanish, he's uh, a darker skinned person, he is not uh, classified as black, I don't believe, but he had um, inquired to me, do they always treat you this way or do they always behave this way toward you when you come here? And I responded pretty much and you know left it at that. And he made another comment regarding it's probably because of this. And he made a gesture uh, pointing toward his skin, which many non-white people understand is because you're not white that they are treating you with uh, discourteously. And this last time when I came to uh, do a collection, he more, I guess, felt more comfortable in exploring the topic and was saying overtly that they're treating you this way because you're black. And he was asking me questions regarding um, how I found it, uh, the treatment there. And I, since he had brought up the topic, I didn't want to discuss race, but I just uh, let him know that, yes, 
uh, it is a very hostile environment that I've experienced. And he was asking me, do all the schools approach me in this manner? The answer was no. Some schools are uh, welcoming. Um, but this particular school, they're very hostile, and I let him know that. And uh, he is the only other non-white person I've seen um, as a staff member of that particular school. Uh, but I didn't want to discuss racism because I don't know what his particular positions about racism are, and I don't really want to know uh, at this point. But if he was going to ask me questions, I was going to a answer them as uh, honestly as I can without putting my uh, contracts in jeopardy. But um, it, he was remarking that he had uh, just started at that school and was uh, contemplating doing a transfer to which I responded to him, it would probably benefit you to uh, go to a place that is not as um, hostile as this environment is towards, uh, you know, towards yourself, keeping yourself as uh, safe as possible. Um, I believe that is all that I wanted to report. Um, hope everyone is having a, uh, a healthy uh, evening. Thank you, and uh, I'll mute my mind. Much obliged, sir. Uh, context of white supremacy. Man, uh, I'd say that's a pretty good job uh, to have another non-white person, victim of racism, uh, come and ask you questions where it could end up be like, whoa, can't be talking about racism on the job with a stranger. I don't know what's going on here. Do they have a microphone or, you know, just can be dangerous for a lot of reasons. Answered his questions like, wow. And I mean, him just observing. Wow. Treating him like a raping Negro. It's amazing. Wow. Is it always like this? Wow. That's amazing. That's so hostile. They don't do that to the rest of the folks throwing the badge on the table and all the rest wow certainly not coming out and accusing saying anyone is racist or anything like that it's unjust or even that's a, a popular one a big fan of that word uh, in a workplace setting unjust rife with injustice you put it that way too but yes it is an unjust environment hostile environment yes yes wow that's amazing is it like this at all the places? No, no, no. Some places, you know, treatment is better. Wow. Wow. I can't believe it. Now, it, now, I just mentioned this on the program last week. He didn't say, they're mistreating you because they are no-count dirty crackers. That's not what he said. He didn't say, they're mistreating you. I bet these white people are racist. He didn't say that. can't even say anything pointed at the dark side of his skin it's because I get what you mean but I mean in truth no it is because they are practicing white supremacy racism the problem is not how much melanin I have or how much melanin I don't have the problem is white people that is why this is happening and we can't even say that like again that just shows centuries of terrorism 
say no to them we can't even mention their name maybe that's where they got that from in Harry Potter maybe you think off topic Uh, but that I mean I think you handled it great sir Um, you answered his questions truthfully you didn't uh, hey have you heard Neely Fuller Jr. I didn't hear that (laughs) have you listened to the cows Eh, 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 wrong all the way around answered his questions didn't mention white supremacy racism uh, didn't make it a five hour discussion it sounds like even though he had a lot of questions um, sounds like he was kind of asking for input which even that you kind of got to be is this part of the setup Um, but I mean you answered his question as you said keeping yourself as safe as possible uh, and trying to recommend that he stay safe as well Um, yeah I think you did a great job Uh, let's see the the component about the oh when they ask when you go into the schools or what have you and they get an attitude oh my god how long is this going on like this is such an inconvenience for them if I responded at all if it was someone classified as white they are going to get the shortest possible response Uh, like I don't know that is the maximum they would get if it's someone classified as white they know I didn't institute this policy it's not up to me how long we're going to carry this out and all the rest of it so I mean if you really are upset about all this and don't want to do it it's a waste of your time and you just are ready to bust somebody upside the head about all this you for sure know that you need to talk to a white person not or at minimum not me so the maximum I would say and I mean I might not even say that because it's just like I mean really I'm not even the person to ask if you truthfully want to know how long is this going to continue I'm not the person to ask and you know this in fact you probably already know how long this is going to last they probably told you before they told me if they told me at all little as possible anything like that to try and particularly you're th- these folks are so tacky you got people doing it the correct way didn't go out to Las Vegas get drunk for a week didn't show up come in hung over try and get my no let me put in an advance take a little vacation spend some time with my children we'll listen to an audio book learn some local history oh no you won't be employed in this program anymore and he said that they did this with a lot of folks really tacky uh, in you know cutting their hours and that sort of thing what I said that mess around with your schedule put in for a vacation and you're terminated or put in for a vacation you go from 72 hours now we're putting you at 25 hours like do what have a great vacation and as I said many times it's not that you did something it's not that you've been incompetent and showing up hungover and all the rest of it sneaking beers on the job And I, no working hard performing great competent showing up on time and everything doing everything that we ask system with my man he didn't even say it he just pointed at the dark side of his hand system of white supremacy 
racing as I mean hey at minimum just be honest you can let folks know you know in advance about what's going to happen same thing we said with Bay Area Mom let us know in advance and these both tangentially related to the school let us know in advance so that we can make decisions you want to hire us for the whole summer hire us for the whole week oh you got to make budget cuts let us know in advance nah doesn't get any better than tacky but I for sure that's one that I, I work on myself and other victims of racism in particularly in work settings sometimes the fewest words possible if saying anything at all that is the best route to go oh, when is all this going to end Coon I don't know context of white supremacy much obliged for sharing good sir uh, let's see other folks who dialed in with a hand up what we will get the other folks let me make sure I get our uh, emails in as we are moseying along here on a Friday I'm so disgruntled today is the first 70 degree day in Seattle in fact let me make sure I can do it correctly uh, since most of the people in the known universe do not do uh, our goofy Fahrenheit system let me see if I can figure out what the uh Yes, let's switch it over for fair. I used to have that. Oh, there it is. I used to have that memorized. So it is 22 degrees Celsius in Seattle. I think it is. this might even be the warmest day that we've had this calendar year, not just the first 70 degree day uh, in Seattle, as opposed to me staying out at the beach. Talked about that. Get the job. You can just be a cool little uh, lifesaver and frolic at the beach and have fun. Smile at all the young ladies. Nah, got to be here lame old Friday afternoon to talk about counter-racism, white supremacy. Solve this problem ASAP. Now, other folks who wrote in, let me make sure I get our emails, then we'll nab our other callers. Uh, other email. Uh, so this is our uh, female victim of white supremacy. Uh, she has the white female racist supervisor, and she has the uh, black female uh, subordinate, I guess. You know, so she's supposed to report back to her. Interestingly, uh, however you want to frame it uh, sadly her non-white employee who reports to her she suspects that she might have COVID-19 that's been kind of the backdrop the last couple of weeks she's been out of the office for that time so not a safety risk but I mean still and she had been mocking her that was what we talked about before this victim had mocked uh, our caller who's writing in or listener who's writing in about all this had mocked her for taking safety precautions about the Rona wearing a mask distancing she writes hi Gus and callers uh, to answer your query from last week away days are team building sessions usually off site see we guessed from context I was like okay this must be that you know this type because they do that this type of oh it's summertime you know let's go to the park or the beach or you know I, the, my parents have a cabin in the woods and we can go camp out and bond and get to know each other like that sort of that is very common uh, many companies uh, especially if they have a lot of upper level white management they'll do these type of things so that's away days my employer will notify staff of new cases of COVID if 
you have been in the office on a day with someone who subsequently reports they have contracted the illness. The black female who allegedly reports to me returned to work and seems much better. She still hasn't officially said what the illness was, but did slip up and say something which indicated it was COVID. Ah, oh, terrible. I hope she is uh, better, not transmitting anything, and no danger of long COVID or any other, you know, ramifications. Take it seriously. Uh, she expressed guilt because she was ill at a time when the team was extremely busy, even though I told her not to worry and to focus on her recovery. Bravo. I think she is extremely attached to the organization. She regularly gives me permission to contact her if anything comes up when she is on leave. I never do. Bravo. This is partly because in her mind, she manages me. But I also think she is emotionally attached. She has worked for the company for over two decades. Wow. For over two decades. That is a long time. She recently expressed her love for her new team. It's very sad. You do not want to be like emotionally connected to a work environment. Like I know 20 years is a long time. I wouldn't care if you worked there your entire life. 50 I think uh, Justice Clarence Thomas has been on the bench way longer than 20 years I would not want any sort of emotional attack like what did a Bay Area mob just told us you could be fired today they were just talking about firing Justice Thomas and he can't even be fired uh, at the same at the start of the week I caught her up on changes that happened while she was on leave, including that a white male had joined the team. She informed me that he used to be her manager in another team. Her reaction told me there was more to the story. Oh, what do you mean more to the story? Like, uh, cowbell more to the story? Or... Hmm. She revealed he had Bully, oh, bullied another non-white Asian female so much that it destroyed her confidence. They do that. Apparently, he also bullied several other people in the team, including the female director. It got so bad that HR took action and he was moved elsewhere in the organization. White people don't get fired. They get transferred. He has joined our team for a month before he leaves to take up employment at another company, which I thought strange, but kept the thought to myself. Hmm. The following day, the non-white black female told me that she had been discussing his return with the Asian female he had bullied. She also raised the issue of him being moved to the team we are in as he has already resigned. I have a feeling he was bullying staff in the team he was moved to. Too, but also kept that thought to myself. I'm sure these type of folks generally just keep up the same behavior. Uh, no black person would be allowed to behave in that manner and keep their job. HR and senior managers could have exited him from the organization, but he was able to make the move with the approval of my director, white male, as a favor. Wow, what is favored? 
about bullying and terrorizing non-white employees. That's favored? Bullying Asian females? That's favored in 2022? Continuing. The non-white black female told me she was making me aware of the situation in case issues come up although she was never mistreated by him she thinks this is because she is quite bubbly hmm. I hmm. delectable negro came to mind there now I felt some type of way saying Calva before now with this it comes to mind again uh I do not want to be thought of especially for an organization that you've worked with for 20 years I do not want to be thought of as bubbly even as a female outside of a work context you're an attractive young lady and Michael B. Jordan thinks you are bubbly well then right on work context absolutely not competent professional timely that's what we want innovative not bubbly serious how about that one put that in bold face print serious that's the way you want to be thought of in the work environment not bubbly talk about metaphors my goodness she continues bubbly she is also concerned about him mistreating my white racist manager white identification as she thinks he has a problem with women Mm. I made no comment from my observation the white male and my white racist manager get on just fine now why would that be Mm. my racist manager has been working overtime coming up with racist schemes to pry into my personal life he might be a part of that she has influenced my white male director suspected racist to introduce a slot at divisional meetings for staff to give a short presentation on who they are the first person presented yesterday and to my horror now she has horror in all capital letters Uh, People then started questioning him on his life story. This may be because he was hedge fund manager in a previous job. People seemed in awe of this. Surprise, surprise. I am scheduled to chair next week's meeting. I'm hoping this does not mean I am due to present my life story, but I'll confirm. If so, I'm going to make it a very work focused and boring Thanks for the platform. Gotta love Cheetos. Um, man, that is rough. Like, hopefully it won't involve, you know, having to get into all that, you know, who is I? And this is what I did in kindergarten. And this is like, are you serious? Are you serious? We got to waste time on all this. Not COVID-19 protocol. Workplace and boring. Now the question period. Now I don't know. Like, how long are we supposed to sit up here and question somebody about you know when was the first time you had sexual intercourse? All this other like, are you serious? Uh, that is a major. That's why I said white people are not ignorant about racism, white supremacy. They are not ignorant about their niggers. That is another great lie in the system. Uh, you could just again 
talk with your offspring about all the prying white people that we work with and we've had so many I've talked about this and so many others have talked about males, females all age groups and all over the world oh what you reading? what you eating? what you gonna do this weekend? oh who you talking to? you married already? where's your husband born? where were you born? where were your parents born? what type of breast pump do you have? Oh, you don't need to tell me because I already looked and I wrote that one down. In fact, I got the newer version of that model. That one is in the archives. Don't think Gus is just about some foolishness and hyperbole like for real. I don't need to ask you what type of breast pump you have. I've already been looking and tracked it down. But they're ignorant about their negros. non-Clemson grad other folks who dialed in with a hand up you have commentary to share proceed uh hello everyone I hope everyone's having a wonderful Saturday I got a couple of things to report and I think my wife does as well too alright so let's see um, obviously a couple of weeks ago was the Uvalde shooting um, you know sometimes you know I imagine everyone has this from time to time. You know, there are groups that you um, operate in, you know, friends you talk to, and you bring up something and you try to call out the racism, and then somebody in the group says something along the lines of, let's not make this about race. Um, Me, for the most part, I only deal in groups of black people. I I usually try to avoid any kind of interaction with white people unless I absolutely have to, especially when it comes to, like, uh, friendship circles. Um, I even have a rule about, um, <laughs> you know, if you're dating a white person, I might not even invite you over to my house, but that's just me personally. But um, I find it very interesting. Um, the same people who will say something, like the Uvalde shooting, let's not make it about race. Um, they do bring up their own individual race um, situations having to do with race themselves. So sometimes people could be very, very ironic. Um, several months ago, I was participating in a campaign here locally in, um, in my region. Um, for a state house seat, and um, a woman was running for office, as a, a black woman was running for office as a Democrat, and I was one of the people who volunteered to be on her campaign team. Um, I was only on the team for roughly, I think, one to two months, maybe, um, and I, for the most part, I was the only guy, and it was only nine females, uh, nine black other females, and I think one of them was a white female. Um, I didn't really um, have interaction with all of them, but mostly, but I did talk um, and try to participate as much as possible. Um, you know, um, the, the person who was the running for the, um, running, um, sorry, running for the office, a major platform of her campaign was domestic violence. Now, um, this is not to um, minimize, you know, the occurrence of domestic violence, but, you know, um, I listened to um, Dr. Tommy Curry. Um, I take what he has to say very, very seriously in the statistics that he um, brings to my attention. When I tried to bring this stuff to my attention, it basically turned into a what black men need to do conversation. Towards my end of the time on this campaign, um, I believe a couple months ago was Women's History Month. And um, one of the people who was running for a different office, a white man for governor of the state, um, he made a little... um, Family Matters cameo, if you remember the um, sitcom Family Matters with Steve Urkel from back in the day, um, he made a cameo of the intro song using his campaign team. 
wish he's, you know, a very diverse white guy, a black guy, a black woman, white woman, and a couple gay people. We're real diverse. Um, so they said they wanted to do something similar for, um, for the campaign I was working on, but they wanted to do it for Women's History Month. And the then campaign manager turned to me while we were having this meeting and says, sorry, and then says my name. At that point, I decided to leave the campaign because at that point, basically, it's been little snub and sly remarks in my direction and, um, and male, um, male insults through the entirety of the campaign. Uh, I guess that's what you like to call uh, black male privilege. Um, and then I have a bit of a story here. Oh, shoot, where'd it go? I'm sorry, give me one moment while I look for it. I need to search on my phone. I just had it and it disappeared. Oh, there it is. Um, I closed my office. Um, this is um, a story that happened about a, um, uh, two months ago now. I'm now just saying, oh, one month ago now. Um, it's about me doing yoga in my office because I have my own office that works on so my I'm able to close the door. I close my door and do stretches, yoga, almost every day. I take my work clothes off to avoid getting them sweaty and put on working shorts, no shirt. Been doing this for years. A, part, a co-worker knocked on my door. When she knocked on my door, I said, hold on, got dressed. I opened the door. Um, that's what she needed. She needed an email with a serial number for a work program. I closed my door, wore the email, undressed, and got back to my and got back to yoga. She knocked. Uh, she knocked the second time. She needed a, a USB drive that's needed for the work program. This time, I decided to get. I didn't get dressed, and I handed her the USB drive through a crack in the door. A half hour later, my manager called me into his office for a closed door meeting. He tells me my female coworker felt uncomfortable t- um, talking to me through the door, and that I had my shirt off. She says yoga, um, my manager <laughs> says yoga is fine in my office, but right, but right, do not disturb on my door from now on. I wish I would have just put my clothes on like I usually do. I gave this trifling white curse word an opportunity to pick a fight. Lesson learned. And then um, at the beginning of this month, coming out of Memorial Day, um, my wife and I caught COVID. Now, back when COVID started, um, you know, some people, depending on your job, you got to work from home if you were physically able to, right? You know, if you weren't able to, obviously, you just go home and you still get paid. But um, if you're able to work, you're able to work if you want to. And, you know, when we got sick, we didn't get overly sick. We had um, very, very mild cold symptoms. Um, and then, um, but this is at the beginning of June. Um, obviously, we're almost at the end of the month. And um, about a week ago, I was in the HR department. And I was looking for the person who was the payroll manager. And um, and then I was told that she was working from home because she has COVID. And I was just absolutely confused. So um, I got the opportunity to talk to the HR director. And um, I was asking her questions. Now, for the most part, the HR department is mostly black, uh, black people, black females. That is. I think it's one black male and one black and one white male in that department, but for the most part, it's mostly uh, black females and a couple of white uh, females, maybe one or two white females. Um, but anyway, I, I, I asked her, okay, what are the policies on COVID? You know, do people get to work from home and they're able to depending on their job? Because clearly there was a woman in the HR department clearly working from home because that's what the director allowed. So the director decided to put a call in with with um, the assistant administrator for my department. Um, now assistant administrator of my department. At one point, he was the director. And then um, she called, and then he came to my office. We had a conversation, and basically he said, for his department, the way he runs the department, he doesn't allow um, COVID work from home. It's just simple sick leave. 
And of anyone who is sick during COVID is free to continue to work, you know, depending on your responsibilities or your, you know, your level of workload that you might have at that moment. But um, you're still expected to um, sign in or um, sign out as sick, even if you choose to work. Which was interesting because during my week at home during COVID, um, my manager did call a, um, a department meeting because of a project that we're about to engage in starting, I think, in about two weeks from now. The meeting only lasted a half hour, and that is basically zoomed into the meeting. And personally, I claimed a half hour for that meeting. Um, and no one brought it up when I did it on my timesheet, so I didn't talk about it. Uh, because I personally, I, I texted my manager at the time. Um, what is the policy for work from home? Like, if I'm not allowed to uh, work from home, then I'm just going to, you know, not work, not call, not do anything. Leave it alone. Um, but um, that's how that went. But apparently, the, the, um, my employer doesn't really have outright policies for COVID, at least not at this point anymore. Basically, whoever is the head of the department gets to decide how that policy goes to their department, depending on their situation. So much so that there was a white female in my department who was absolutely confused because at one point there was another female who'd been there for less than two years who was working from home. Turns out his policy for that is that if you have a delivery to your house, like, you know, plumber's coming or delivery's coming, but you don't know exactly what time the person is coming, you can work from home. But COVID, eh, not so much. And with that, I'm going to turn it over to my wife. Greetings, cows, listeners. Greetings, Gus. Um, I just have a quick, a quick story regarding some of our dance clients. So, um, around Christmas time, a lot of people they want to surprise their spouse or a loved one with gift certificates. Um, so they purchase dance lessons for for that special person. So I received a phone call from a mother and a father who wanted to purchase wedding dance lessons for their daughter and future son-in-law, now son-in-law. Um, so they purchased that in December. They gifted it to, to their daughter and son-in-law. And then the couple, they ended up coming in the middle of January. So normally, um, you don't know who's coming to the house. Uh, we operate a private home-based dance studio um, at the moment versus having like a storefront. So it's very intimate. And again, we don't know who's coming. So <clears throat> waiting for the client, uh, a large truck backs into the driveway. You know, a lot of people will sometimes do that for convenience, but I just thought it was weird. And on the back Wind window of of the truck, there was a skull with stripes, like white stripes, and then it had a thin blue line. And I was like, oh boy. <laughs> so the couple gets out, they enter the house, you know, no problems. They're they're um they are jolly, jovial. Uh, they come in, greet. Um, we greet them ask names, that stuff, and then introduce introduce ourselves. And then uh, non-Clemson grad, he begins to lesson with them. And for the most part, when new people come, I'm not that observant. I'm not that involved. Um, I may be jotting down some notes or something, but I don't ask too many questions, especially kind of questions that are more personal. But my mind, it was unusually and it was assessing um, a lot of the client um, 
for both of the clients, particularly the nonverbals, just like just like the the artifact on the back of the truck. So the the male, he had um, like a t-shirt on, um, and you could just tell that he was uh, very muscular, probably worked out a lot. But one thing that stood out because you know he has on quarter quarter length sleeves or whatever is a tattoo on his forearm. And to me, it looked like a Terminator robot. Um, I couldn't really make it out and I wasn't really paying too close attention to the detail and everything. But what stood out was below the tattoo was a Latin phrase. And I took a little bit of Latin when I was in high school. But it said, I think, C-C-B-S-P-A-C-M-P-A-R-E-B-E-L-U-M which means, which translates to, if you want peace, prepare for war. I jotted that down and then I translated it during the lesson. And I was very, <laughs> very curious and inquisitive. It just made made my mind um, jump, jump a lot more to who is in our house. So, <clears throat> excuse me, um, during the lesson, I think probably I asked a lot of questions of them, you know, what kind of hobbies they have, like what are they into. She's a very petite, uh, small, you know, short woman. And, again, he's very muscular. And so I was like, hmm, very interesting combo. But we found out that he played a lot of sports, including a sport I had never heard of, which was called Irish hurling. He is not Irish. I think he mentioned he's a white person, um, but he was like maybe Scottish. I think he said Scottish or British or maybe just all British, something like that. Um, but one of the sports that he mentioned was Irish hurling. Irish hurling, which is a very aggressive and extremely violent sport. And one of the stories that he shared with us was um, it's so – it's so intense that his lip got ripped off. You know, it was just hanging there. And he probably, you know, had lots of injuries from playing that sport. But, you know, getting, like, assessing the nonverbals and, like, listening to your mind, if it's, like, alerting you to pay close attention, it definitely was very helpful. Now, we didn't have any particularly um, – we didn't have any issues with this client. You know, they were very courteous, you know, Southern politeness, all that cool stuff. Um, but, but it just went and showed me a little bit about who they are. You know, you can put, you can put on a nice facade when you're around certain people, but you're a completely different person in your everyday life. And as I mentioned, you know, um, White parents, they purchased this gift certificate. They were from out of town. They found our dance studio and then gifted it to their children. I am pretty certain that this white couple would not have taken lessons with us um, if it was up to them. And with that, I will end the call. Uh, real quick, Missy, did you say you all did the lesson with this fellow with the Latin tattoo, Welsing moment for sure. Uh, was it in your residence or just at a different location offsite? 
Yes, at our residence. Hmm. Home-based business. Do you have any uh, thoughts about that or reservations about that moving forward, having fellow with his lip ripped off in your living room? <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of times um, we don't know who's coming through the door. And um, I don't know. I guess if we would ask ask these white people questions, we probably wouldn't want the answers to them. Um, a lot of people come to us, but sometimes I feel like they're embarrassed to let other people know that they come and take dance lessons with us or they learn from the Negroes and Negress that uh, they learned how to dance and prepare for their wedding. Um, that's how, that's the feeling that I get from a lot of white people. You know, I, I feel like we are, we offer value, a lot more value than some of these other places, a lot more time, a lot more resources. Um, but for whatever reason, like people will not tell their friends and family where they learn to dance. <laughs> but as far as like hesitations, we haven't had any, any particular problems. We've only had one client like threaten us at our house. And I was just like, well, if you come to, yeah, it was a, it was a cowbell, tragic arrangement, black woman, white male. Uh, we filed a police report because the person threatened, like, you don't, you don't um, upset people when they know where you live. But what I got to say is, <laughs> if you come and shooting or trying to threaten us or anything, you know, you know, <laughs> you better hit. You better hit is all I'm going to say. So any other questions? Yeah. South Carolina, that is that is the land of Pitchfork Ben Tillman. And even though she said these were visitors, but yes, from the land of Pitchfork Ben Tillman and Dylan Storm Roof and J. Strom Thurman, J. Marion Sims, long list, South Carolina, non-Clemson grad, Missy. Wow, that, uh, hmm, I just... I know from the yoga perspective, that was something that I thought about frequently and just like, there is no way I would ever do any sort of teaching at my residence. Like I just would not feel comfortable at all. Like maybe, you know, I'm a lame. They didn't offer Latin at our high school. If they did, I didn't take it. And I say like, what, what is that? What? I don't even know what that is. <laughs> don't even catch it. They're like, whoa, wait a minute. He's got his whole, like, that sounds so much like something right out of Mein Kampf. It might be right out of Mein Kampf. Like, who knows? Um, but, yeah, she said he has the, like, Terminator drawing. He's got the skull on the back of the truck. And, all, like, come on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> like, uh, I just do not want every... It, there are a lot of non-white people that I do not want in my residence, much less someone classified as white. Like, woof, man. Uh, yeah, that is, man, just being mindful. Uh, I think that does not sound like someone who is confused about racism. The tattoo, like, none of it. I could be wrong. And then with with the Irish, I didn't know what that was either. Like, what? That alone just sounds like something that's going to be a lot of liquor, alcohol, whatever it is like to even be in a frame of mind where I want to see the potential of someone having their face ripped off 
or I want to be that person either one doing the ripping or being ripped sobriety would be best what does it mean to be white bad combination get lots of core concepts get repeated here all the time bad combination whites alcohol Irish hurling come on uh, let's see before we let's see our caller in Florida any other folks who dialed in I saw Rob in Southern California uh, and then his hand wasn't there uh, we can get folks before our last 20 minutes or so uh, before we grab our caller in Florida and any other folks the he said non-Clemson grad said that this white woman comes around he's doing yoga at work come on now <laughs> love it more folks can be doing that get a little relaxation in get some movement <sighs> doing his yoga at work feeling great getting the chakras lined up and she interrupt the whole process puts his shirt on not trying to be raping negro gives the information okay she comes back, slides her the thumbs up. Oh, oh, raping Negro, and she goes to report him. Now, I do and think the the do not disturb. I don't know if I ever had one of those. Like, I don't remember ever. I don't know if they give you one or if you can just go, you know, make one, purchase one, whatever it is. But I don't recall ever having one of those in my like formal work career days. But that is a great idea lunch important phone call your care mate stops by to visit whatever the case do not disturb any contact can be electronic and that sort of thing and you can just boom 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 send the information thumb drive or what have you, you can just drop it off once you once you're finished but I, bam great way to get everything solved without ever having this problem again i see there he was the office contagion before this was even before the rona i think now he's oh my god he doesn't have his shirt on he's gonna rape us all yes that's what I was preparing to do from behind a closed door namaste uh, let's see uh, caller in Florida did you have commentary to share should be with us as well May I be heard? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you very much, sir. Greetings to guys, the host, the listeners and callers. I just had a, a few reports I like to share from the week. Um, real quick, my mom made a report to me that she had to uh, exhibit black self-respect. Uh, because it was a white woman trying to, um, I guess, decorate the area where she's assigned to sit at the front counter, red, white, and blue. And she denied her doing that. She says, do not put that where I sit. You could put that somewhere else. And then the white woman, she's like, really? What? Are you serious? Are you playing? Because you just said that word serious. Gus, uh, she's like, yes, I'm serious. Can you take that somewhere else? Um, 
And she was like, wow, I didn't, I thought you were just playing around, you know, like, you know, talking to her like a child, of course. Um, that was one thing I wanted to report. And the second one is there was a black male, uh, heavily melanated who I was assisting. He was filling out paperwork for an injunction. So that means usually, um, this is a person who thinks that life is being threatened or they're being harmed or harassed by somebody. So they come to the, the civil counter, so-called civil counter to, um, to file a motion to get protection. So he was very frustrated. Uh, and once again, I thank programs like this for um, developing my understanding on the system of white supremacy but it was only so much I could help him with. I said, okay, you were filling your name right here on this line to show that you are the petitioner. And I couldn't really go beyond that much. So I said, you can go up to the self-help area so that you can uh, get some assistance with this. It's like, see, man, I just can't, I can't do this. You mean to say you can't help me? Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Uh, I'm slow, right? You use the term slow. And there was a uh, act of anti-blackness. It was a black couple that was coming in to get a marriage license. And the black female said to him, oh, you don't remember you used to date my sister a couple years ago? He was like, I don't remember. And she called him, oh, you're just so dumb and ignorant. So I didn't know who these black people were. So I showed them to the window and I came back to help him. So he was very you know, once again, agitated. And he was like, so are you saying you can't help me? I was like, hey, but I just showed you that you can go to the self-help area, right? He said, well, I'm just, I just got to just get some help with this. And, and uh, you know, now if I was go, if I was the, if I was to go get a gun and I did something, you know, they would, they would want to do something to me, something like that. So I say, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. Just calm down and fill out the paperwork. You take care, you have a good one now. See, that that's the, the customer service I've been using. So I seen him 15, 20 minutes later. He said, sir, I apologize. I apologize for how I act. I said, hey, you, you're good, you're good. You take care and have a good one. All right? So he went to the civil counter again. He finished his business. And... It was anti-blackness after that, see, because the white woman that sit next to where I'm seated, she was like, oh, well, I don't know what he was saying. He was yelling at you. Almost, almost wanted to press the panic button. I said, no, nah, I don't do that. Right? So, and I wanted to also, so I was thinking about it, what about that white woman that put her hands on the black guy? See? But... That's her racism showing, white supremacy showing. Um, I had one more, actually. I wanted to share the Roe v. Wade. I don't know if anybody heard about that this decision today. So I heard the officers saying that there were going to be protests outside of where I work at and the other courthouse two blocks down. Um, so they got word that there was going to be some protests or something. And 
they around three o'clock today were saying that they wanted the people to leave at four thirty. Um, but when I was driving around the area, I didn't really see any protesters. Uh, but you know, I guess we got the word to just leave early or whatever, you know? Um, so I wanted to report that. And, um, and one last thing, Gus, I wanted to say is that there's a black female. I got a report on a, uh, on a, on a scenario she reported, but she, the, the black female supervisor, she was called mama by a white woman who was hired back onto the staff by the first warden who retired. So she called her mama. So the black female responds, I am a mother to no one. I have two sons. Do not call me that. Like this is the supervisor. And she said, and I heard the white woman repeating this too, confirming it all that okay, the the black female made a report about this that this white woman who called her mama, another white woman two weeks later approached her calling her mama too. So she is upset because she's thinking that <laughs> uh well she she's not thinking it but she said that the black female reported her saying that she influenced the second white woman to call her mama, which I think that's what the truth is. But she's one of uh, the clique girls, uh, older, you know, white women that still is in contact with the warden. And the warden said to her that she's, (laughs) no, the warden said that um, they are keeping blank the clerk name they are keeping him in the dark so that's a uh, racist expression of course but they didn't think i realized that dark-skinned black people they are keeping him in the dark but she is in the warden position she's in a higher position than them so uh white women heavily involved in practicing the racism not ignorant and that's all i have to share thank you Say they keeping him in the dark. Woo! I would love it. They should just say we keeping him in the segregated area. Keeping him in the ghetto. Keeping him niggerized. Like, make it plain. I get maybe saying keeping him in the dark, maybe that is making it plain. And we are just the lames that are catching up to all of this. Still learning. But, hey, at least got that much now. In the dark. Absolutely. Got it. Uh, Let's see. The black self-respect, I said that just being able to say no. Got that again. His mother, no way. Move that along. They always got some, like, decorations that they got to come and force on you. Like, oh, we, you got to come. And have, even when I, no, I don't, I don't want, oh, no, you got to have it. You got to have it. Did they just don't go, we, we got to put this here. Like, what? And it won't be like a raise. Or a brand new air conditioner since they're in Florida. It won't be it won't even be orange or something that they got plenty of. It'd be what? No N O black self respect. No thank you. She said what? 
I thought you were playing. You just, you just joking, you little children. She just joking. <laughs> what? Serious. N O. Let's see. The fellow that came in to, I guess, get help with the form or what have you. Um, hey, that that's black self-respect too. Dr. Welsing talked about that. Hey, black self-respect is how do I treat other individuals classified as black? Now, am I going to join in? And oh my God, get on out of here, man. I can't help you. Get out, yeah, yeah, get out of here, man. Dummy, get out. You see, see? And then the other black people, yeah, you are just as dumb and ignorant. Get on out of here, man. Ah. Now we could do that. Or I don't even have to do all that. I can't help you fill out the form. Bye. I can't help you follow form. Get out of here. Yeah, gotta go. You can do that too. I, and I mean, hey, I just tell, are you saying that you can't help me fill out the form? Yes, they have rules here. I cannot. And hey, but they do have self-help. If you do need assistance, just go right there. They'll hook it up for you. Bravo, because a lot clearly, as indicated, many folks would not have done that. Many examples of black people not getting constructive help when they need it. Now, when he's frustrated, and I can understand why I'm frustrated myself, he's frustrated. Now, man, if I was to pull out a gun before you even, like long before you got to the anti blackness and blah, blah, as soon as it came out, I wrote down, whoa, black brother, you do not want to say that. They have got a panic button back here. Woo, if you think it's bad now, it could be wet, man. Were you here that day? That brother said, I am not sucking penis to keep from going to jail. Woo, <laughs> you do not want the panic button. Like, if you need to go outside for a minute, take a deep breath calm it down but they do have a panic button and white people who love to jump on top of black males that was before he even said that apparently yes there was a finger inching towards the panic button again I've only even heard of the panic button being used for black males Sometimes I even feel fearful that it might be black male staff that will have the panic button called on them. Uh, let's see. The mama, my goodness. Now, you want to talk about unjust uh, networking. Uh, so now, I think that's, I mean, there's a long history of that, right? Like uncle and auntie and mom. Long, like long history of that. 200 years, probably more. Uh, of white supremacy racism with regards to that that is one old man if you can be code because I think for a lot like it's just it would catch you you would probably not be ready for that one I suspect for most folks even if you study racism a lot for a white person to call you mama I suspect it would still take you a second or two to just cra- okay got it in my view if you can respond with a question even then Sarah, Judy, what did you call me? Mama. 
why did you call me mama? And I mean, write down exactly what they say. Like, man, I bet you, and particularly if you get to do that public since they want to be cute and racist and tacky and all the rest of it publicly. Oh, okay, mama. What? I, oh, I didn't hear you. Judy, what, what did you say? I didn't quite hear that. You said, what was that again? Mama. Oh, okay. Why, why are you calling me that, Judy? Mama? That's what you said? Why you? You have one time to do that sort of public interrogation, questioning, and response. Really, to anything. Negra, mama, spear chucker. One time. Why are you calling me that? Wow. Okay. Is anyone else here? Is is someone here your dad? Oh, okay. Anyone else here my child? Wow, I didn't know I had a white child. This is amazing. Okay, all right. Get back to it. You have one time to just stay in the... And I mean, some other questions would come just depending on, you know, the answers to some of those first questions. Why are you calling me Mama? I don't think anybody is going to follow up and do that again. I would also document called mama and blah, 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 and all of the responses. I'm not saying what she did was incorrect about it or what have you, but you see the tackiness of it. She does this and then, oh, I did some. I said, well, I didn't. What do you mean? Oh, I was just joking. I, I didn't know. And then the white woman comes around. Oh, all right, mama. <laughs> unjust network and then they'll play and get someone in a different department to do it like next month like what do you what do you mean we say that all the time wink wink and she said they the warden she don't even work there anymore they had that goofy retirement party and everything 36 years and everything but how do you get to still be involved in the texting and everything that's right that's right that's right mama that's right. <laughs> I love it what you don't even work here anymore man you should be gardening you're in Florida. That's retirement land. They have tons of yoga. Like, man, you should have way better things to do with your time than molest niggers that you used to work with. Or do you? That's what I mean. Like, one thing, racists, they do not have to lose or give up on a whole lot of anything. The only thing they would lose is practicing racism. They have stacked up all kinds of everything. They could easily produce justice. The one thing, the only thing they would lose, that. That's what I've been doing for 36 years. I just used the courthouse as a cover. That's what I've been doing. They didn't say the warden, she came to help to make sure the filing was straight and everything had been transferred. So I haven't heard none of that. If you've been holding out on that, well, then make sure we brag on her good uh, next time around. But the warden, I got a text in to participate in terrorizing a black female working at the courthouse. She's trying to help out the citizens of North Florida. And this is how the retired officials treat her get on the group text that nigga woman deserves it mama mm. what does it mean to be white that's white culture 
to me, that's I'm not ignorant about it. Can't be ignorant about racism calling a black. I mean, now really, you might as well, aunt your mama like, come on, Uncle Remus, come on, <laughs> like Uncle Taco, come on, yeah. come on. I'm sorry, sir. That's exactly what I was. That's the term I was thinking about actually when I first heard the report from another victim. I thought of that. Uh, and and Jemima, and Jemima, yep, yes, sir. Make it plain. I mean, come on. They had they took that. They don't even, uh, sell that in the stores anymore. Even though that it is kind of super recent. That was like a couple days ago. But they don't even have it in the stores anymore. Make it plain. Why don't you just call me that? No way you're gonna tell me I'm ignorant about racism, white supremacy, calling a black female employee mama. Like I said, might have well just been, you know, ain't your mama or whatever else. Precious. All that. Like I said, and that one stayed in the question lane. That is always the best approach. I think sometimes it because you just would not. That is a little bit. Okay. Oh, got it. Got it. Still on the plantation. Got it. Okay. And then just, yeah. Why are you calling me mama? That's what you called me. Why are you calling me that? You're my daughter. system of white support that's all we heard was tackiness and then we did get lots of examples of black self-respect from lots of folks that is bravo all the way around like spectacular job that is how we solve this problem black self-respect hey just put anything up you know i don't care put it on my desk put it in my car put it in my house i don't care black self-respect is no we will be here tomorrow compensatory call in 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Much obliged for the folks who tuned in. Hope it was worthy of your time and energy. Uh, sobriety would be best for many Irish, Irish hurling. Get your rip, lip ripped off. Sobriety. Uh, and man, we're heading into a holiday too, like July 4th. Like, oh my goodness, they'll have like the sobriety check one. They might even have that stuff up this weekend. Summer is starting and July 4th is right there. We just came off of Juneteenth. Sobriety would be best. If you have to be like out and about, I would not consume any whatever or be under the influence. If you're going to be behind the wheel, traveling, anything like that, road tripping or what have you, especially over the next 10 days. Hands are at 10 and 2. You are extra sober. Everyone in the vehicle, in fact, is extra sober. All that said, if you're in a vehicle, you're sober, buckled, not on the mobile phone. We need all of our attention. Very dangerous times on the plantation. That said, creator, we ask that you help us remain patient with other black people, victims of white supremacy. We ask that you help us remain patient with ourselves. Remind us to demonstrate the highest levels of black self-respect at all times, in all places, each and every time we are in contact with another black person. It has been time replace white supremacy with justice immediately cow signing out thanks all for tuning in nigga you so brainwashed i'm a victim no brother problem. 
A victim. Uh, a victim up. of 400 years of conditioning. Shut up. The man has programmed my conditioning. Mm -hmm. Even my conditioning has been conditioned. Uh.